0: 720 WGN Hey there, it's Amy Guth. We're here with you from now till 1230, it is the WGN Radio Honors. It's sponsored by the Chicago Regional Council of Carpenters and Union Contractors. And we're, I'm, it's a special show today. We've got a lot going on. We're here with Mark Doyle. You uh, Regular listeners, you, you, know, you know Mark. You know him. He's on all the time talking about rags of honor and the wonderful work that they're doing there. And we're also joined by Brandon Marty, who is the owner of Veteran Roasters. We have got a lot to do today, gentlemen.
1: We do. A lot to talk
0: about. I'm going to, hang on, I'm going to turn your microphone on and everything. We are live. There it is. Now we are. We
1: do have a lot to talk about. It's a solemn day that often gets confused with Veterans Day. Exactly. And often gets confused with a great day to buy a uh, mattress on sale. But in fact, um, it's a day of reflection. And of course, as you know, we refer to this as the Rags of Honor Network because Todd Manley is so generous with his time. And so when Brandon and my wife and I, Pitch this idea, didn't surprise me that he said, Let's just take a whole morning to talk about not just what it means, what it is, how it started, but people in this space making a difference. And so
0: yeah, and a lot of what we've planned to talk about today is not we are going to hear from some Gold Star families, but also really take a look at other ways that veterans have sacrificed and uh, resources available and people doing really interesting things in this space. We think about uh, this in terms of, you know, I think outside looking in, we think about, well, there's a healthcare system for veterans, there's what is there? You know, I think sometimes there's there's a lot of confusion and a lot of questions, so we're going to hopefully answer some questions today.
1: There certainly are a lot of questions. And uh, in defense of the VA, they see about 23 million patients a year. You know, 17 or 18 years in two wars has stressed the system. And so Brandon can speak to this uh, as an 11-year Navy pilot. The problems that people have just navigating regular days, everyday medical procedures at the va has become um it's become a real problem over the years but i think they're making doing what they can to try and change it and no i think i think, think, you I think you're
2: definitely right mark and i uh, i heard an interview this morning with the va secretary the same thing the the amount of um reach out they're doing the amount of proactive um like education uh, and activism it is really helping and I think it's only going to continue. Uh, what I'm really excited about today and kind of the program we have lined up is just, I think, bridging this gap between those that served um, the families of those that served and then fallen, and the rest of the community. So I, I hope there's a lot of great education, a lot of things people learn, and then can go out and do within their community here in Chicago.
0: Yeah, for sure. And uh, coming up here in just a bit, uh, we're going to hear from earlier. You had a conversation with Tammy Duckworth, and we're going to hear from that audio here in just one second. We're getting that teed up right now. Uh, really about about this day and that that distinction you were just talking about of the difference between Memorial Day uh, and Veterans Day. Because uh, again, I, I think you know, well, Mark, we've had this conversation on the air before. I think it was last year or year before we were having this very thing this time of year uh, about about that misconception, about like, ah, it's Military something, you know, and it's good intention, certainly. And I think people want to do the right thing and be ready. But, uh, you know, it's important to really break it down and say, you know, this is about all who have worn the the uniform. That's Veterans Day. That's in November. But, but today is really
1: those yeah. who gave the last full measure of devotion to quote our great president,
0: Abraham yeah. Lincoln. Yes, that's right. that's right. All right. So let's take a listen to that conversation you had a little bit earlier with Tammy Duckworth about this day.
3: Senator Tammy Duckworth. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us today on this Memorial Day. Um, Thank you to everybody at WGN. And um, I want to introduce our listeners who may not know you as Senator Tammy Duckworth, um, a veteran, an Army pilot veteran who has done so much in her own personal career, her Army career, and as a civil servant not only in D.C. but across Illinois. And I thank you for taking time on this day to tell our listeners about what Memorial Day means to you and what it should mean to all of us, but also to tell about the amazing work that you continue to do in D.C. On behalf of our veterans, so they understand what's happening at the federal level. So, thank you so much, and it's all yours.
4: <laughs> well, it's good to be on, um, and uh, I think I'd love to start off first by sort of explaining the difference between Memorial Day and Veterans Day. Because to the uh, average person who's never served in the military, it may seem like the same day. You get a three-day weekend, and people go and have barbecues, and uh, there's sales. You know, the uh, all. Of the car lots have sales, and all the supermarkets have sales, and the gro- and and the uh, uh, big box stores all have sales, and, and you know it's a good time to go buy furniture. But what's the difference? Well, <clears throat> Veterans Day in November is a day to celebrate all of our nation's veterans, those who have worn the uniform, and to celebrate, a day of celebration, and and to thank them for their service. Uh, Memorial Day is a day to honor our fallen dead, our, our, our those who are no longer with us those who fell um, in the line of duty and those who um, perhaps never made it home from war. And so for me, Memorial Day always has an, an element of solemnness to it. In uh in in a way that Veterans Day doesn't. Um for me, vet, uh, Memorial Day I carry with me, like so many uh who, who have served, especially those who've served in combat, names, names of folks that we know, buddies that we know that never made it home. Uh two of those names for me are uh, Sergeant First Class Bill Cheney, uh from <clears throat> Schomburg, and then uh uh first Lieutenant Brian Solovinas, who was flying with the Peoria based um uh F Company 1-106 Aviation when he was shot down and killed um, in uh, 2003. Um, And so those are the names that I keep um, near to my heart and I think of those two men in particular every Memorial Day.
3: Wow. Well, I don't need to tell you the statistics. As you know, there's still 20 a day who take their own lives. Um, But it's so important, and I'm so glad you underscored and led with that the difference between Memorial Day and Veterans Day, because I do believe that People want to do the right thing and honor veterans, but they don't fully understand what Memorial Day is meant to be. And while it is a good day to go and buy a cheap mattress, (laughs) uh, it it should be a day of reflection. Uh, It should.
4: should. Yes, exactly.
3: And, uh, you know, for uh, I just invite our listeners, if you don't know about the amazing career of this woman, just just go Wikipedia, go Google Tammy Duckworth, and you will see. You know, 35 years of service to her country and her community, Um, and unfortunately, in the I think the environment we're in nowadays, it's hard to to get through all the chatter to hear about the good works that are going on on behalf of veterans, uh, state level, but at the federal level as well, and in the Senate. And um, I know the Defense Authorization Bill just got passed, and I know that you were active on that, Um, and. I know we're going to have a lot of veterans and a lot of veterans' families listening today. Uh, It would be great if you wanted to, to update all the amendments and everything that you got into the bill to try and help veterans who are struggling.
4: Yes, well, thank you. The National Defense Authorization Act is a fancy uh, title for basically the defense budget um, that gets passed. And so we just passed the 2020 defense budget. And I was able to um, insert into that defense budget um, uh, uh, quite a few pieces of legislation to uh, help our military families and and servicemen and women. Um, Everything from uh, uh, health-related issues, uh, as as you know, I I work a lot with veterans, and so I want to make sure that we take care of our troops from the time that they're still serving all the way until when they leave and become veterans. So I introduced legislation that would um, help protect service members from lead poisoning and make sure that the Department of Defense is actually complying with federal standards in military housing. And isn't that scary to think that the housing that our military men and women live in and that their families live in may not actually meet the standards in the civilian community for lead um so let's make sure that um our servicemen and women uh, meet those same standards as the military and that no military child should be growing up in uh, uh military housing that um uh, has lead contamination. Um I also included um uh, le- legislation to make sure that we protect um our firefighters in the military and and make sure that we are testing them for um these chemicals uh, uh that Showing up in their blood that they use to um, fight fires with uh, the chemical foams, you know, that that are used yeah. to put out fires and um, make sure that we uh, monitor their health every single year when they have their annual physical that we check for those chemicals and and, and make sure that we know how much they're being exposed to. Um, I also was able to secure some money uh, to bring back to Illinois $100 million um, in oh. grant money for Rock Island Ar- Army Arsenal, uh, the community infrastructure program to bring back investments for the community around Rock Island so that uh, we have better infrastructure there. Um, and we were able to also get a $10 million for a new uh, joint operations center at Scott Air Force Base um, so wow. that they can continue to do that good work there. And Scott Air Force Base is the home of Transportation Command i <laughs> Um, by the way. So uh, we were able to do some of that and and, and continuing to making sure that um, we uh, support those who are still serving actively. Um, I'm requiring DOD to issue a new report on infertility in the military. Female veterans uh, and currently serving female um, service members seem to be suffering very high rates of infertility and we need to make sure we find out why and that we provide them so that they can um, uh, have the families that they want to have and you know, serving in the military shouldn't result in you uh, losing your fertility and not being able to um, have the family that you want um, and so there are quite a few things those are just a handful of things that we were able to do um, and we're gonna, uh, And they were bi- bipartisan and the reason they got in is because both Democrats and, and, and Republicans voted for them
3: I guess what a great way to end because I know you're busy the takeaway from this is there are almost all issues in life should be nonpartisan but if there was ever an issue it is this one And you lived it in the military, you live it as an elected official, Uh, this is proof by what you were able to get done in the defense authorization bill. And so again, for all the listeners to understand that regardless of some of the chatter you hear out there, every day, Senator Tammy Duckworth and Dick Durbin, um, and our Republican comrades out there as well are still fighting the good fight. And so on this day, as we memorialize and remember those who gave the last full measure of devotion, make sure you take a minute to thank Tammy Duckworth, uh, who's given a lifetime to making sure that people aren't left behind who wore the uniform. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for spending some time with us, and I can't wait to see you again soon.
4: Thank you. It's great to be on, and always God bless America.
0: That was a conversation that you had a little bit earlier mark with uh with tammy duckworth and uh and tell me about that tell me about uh, you know the conversation leading up to the conversation. I'm always interested in the conversation behind the conversation or the story behind the story well, it's interesting
1: and, and Brandon can speak of this as well, although it is a a day that we memorialize and mm-hmm. we remember those who um who didn't make it back. She and some others believe that in some ways you might to want to turn it around and say. Yes, it's a very solemn day, but let's let's have a barbecue on behalf and in memory of those who did go before us, and let's celebrate their lives. And so there are mixed emotions on this. Some, but people. No, I agree.
2: I mean, I, I, as a as a veteran and a friend that as uh, you know lost people, it's they want conti- to they want you to continue to live your life. So so enjoy yourself, enjoy your family, do good work in the community. And I think Tammy's doing that uh, and then some.
0: So much of what we're talking about today here on the WGN Radio Honors Show. It's sponsored by the Chicago Regional Council of Carpenters and Union Contractors. We're going to take a little break. Be right back. And also the 9 o'clock news a little bit earlier today, sponsored by LindholmRoofing.com. Back in just a bit on 720 WGN. 720 WGN It's Amy Guth And it is Today is the Memorial Day special We're doing this We have with us Mark Doyle is in studio From Rags of Honor And Brandon Marty From Veteran Roasters And it is we're here till 1230. We got lots to talk about, lots of things to do, many topics to discuss here today. Uh, as we have been talking about Memorial Day, we were just talking with uh, Tammy Duckworth, a conversation that you had with her earlier, Mark, about the difference between Memorial Day and Veterans Day. And I think that's such an important one to underscore and keep underscoring because we think about it as just one of the barbecue holidays that, you know, attached to summer. And, uh, but in fact, it's, it's a very, it's a specific one. And I really like the point that you made a moment ago, Mark, about, about it's, uh, it's serious and it has its somber tones, but it's, There are things to be celebrated about it that I think are are important to underscore and think about and and, and consider.
1: And people to celebrate. Those who joined the military, didn't come back. And if you hear some veterans talk about it, celebrate their lives. Right? Take a moment to reflect. You can do both, right? You can take a moment to reflect.
0: We're multidimensional human beings. We We can do lots of things at the same time. I
1: can't do lots of things at the same time, (laughs) but others can. But in truth, you really can't. You can have a day where you celebrate with your family, and you celebrate those who went before, and you can do them both with honor and dignity.
0: Yeah, for sure. We're joined now by Paul Grasmer from from Pritzker Military Museum and Library. Paul, thanks for being with us today and joining us on today's special. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity. So, you know, I think as we've been talking about that difference that's often overlooked between Veterans Day and Memorial Day, you know, uh, the Pritzker Museum does, does so much work in this area and really digs into not just the specificity of holidays, but 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 history of them and really interesting historical details. I wonder if you could share some of that with us today about this day.
5: Uh, yes, uh, the Pritzker Military Museum and Library has been in existence since uh, 2003. And We have a very simple mission, to collect, preserve, and share the stories of the citizen-soldier and the preservation of democracy. And so we're an education center. We're a research facility. Uh, we have books that we loan, uh, interlibrary loan, on American and world military history. And uh, we have events where authors come in to discuss current, past, and and the future of the military, and uh, we have great exhibits there where the public, you know, as as you know, less than one percent of the population ever puts on the uniform to serve in the military. Uh, we have exhibits to help educate the public on our uh, military history. That's great, Paul. This is
2: Brandon, uh, and thanks so much for joining us. Could you share a little bit more about your personal history? I know you're an Army veteran, and then maybe how it led you into um, the next phase of your life, uh, being at Pritzker for almost 10 years now and more of a historian, educational.
5: Uh, hi, Brandon. I was an Army Engineer Officer. Uh, wearing uniform was something I always wanted to do from third grade. Uh, I have a family history of being in the military, and, it, and so I wanted the opportunity to serve. Uh, being an Engineer Officer was great. Uh, you get to build things, and you get to blow things up, but... Uh, you get to teach. You get to uh, teach your personnel. Uh, you get to help uh, when you build structures. And then after I left the military, I, I was a Gulf War vet and, uh, and, uh, and then uh, recalled after 9-11. Um, I uh, then taught high school and it was great to teach before kids had their heads buried in a smartphone but i'm still teaching uh at the museum and library uh helping families connect with their personal military history uh assisting with their military genealogy it's always humbling uh when you research the stories of the men and women that have served and uh and all the amazing things they've done over our history
0: you know, Paul, I'm glad you mentioned military genealogy. I think that's such an important topic. I mean, we could do a whole show just on that. That's so interesting, and I think it's a it's a way that so many people connect to their genealogy. That's often like the first leaf, the first clue uh, as you're doing family histories. Well, I know, you know, Grandpa was in World War One. I'm not sure beyond that. And that those begin those military records often begin to open up very uh, moving and human pieces that connect people to their families.
5: Right. People are spoiled by their smartphones. They think, oh, I can press a key, and all these records magically appear. Only about 10%, 13% of the really good-to-know records are digitally available. So you often have to be a, a an archive rat. But uh, where our role at uh, PMML exists is not only do we help families, um Start that process, help them, uh, because they often don't know, where do I start looking? What, do, what questions do I ask? When I get the documents, what the heck am I looking at? Uh, but then we have a great collection, 68,000 books, 38 different languages, that really help provide context to the families, and our staff can help help, uh, help the family understand how their individual fit into a much larger picture.
0: Indeed. And and unfortunately, we're, we're already running out of time. I wish we could keep you on for hours longer. There's so many interesting things there at that museum. But where can people go to find out more and tell us about events coming up with uh, with the facility?
5: Your uh on the toolbar is our upcoming events calendar. And we're uh, just transitioning from our World War I exhibit to uh, a D-Day Plus 75 exhibit that will open up on June 6th to the public.
0: That's going to be so wonderful. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you being with us today, Paul Grasmer from Pritzker Military Museum and Library. Thank you. so Thank you so much for sharing with us thank today. You. All right, Lots to do on the program today. Right now, we're going to take a little break, get you to news, all that good stuff back in just a bit today for this Memorial Day special here on WGIN Radio. 720 WGN. It's Amy Guth, and this is the Memorial Day special. WGN Radio Honors. It's sponsored by the Chicago Regional Council of Carpenters and Union Contractors. Thanks for being with us today. Of course, we've got some esteemed guest co-hosts in the house too. Mark Doyle from Rags of Honor. If you listen to the station for more than ten minutes at a time, you've heard Mark before. He's a he's a regular guest on the on the station, and we're awful glad for that. And we're also joined by Brandon Marty, who is the owner of Veteran Roasters. We're drinking very delicious coffee right now. I'm I'm sure there's extra caffeine in it. I have not proved that yet, but I, but I have a feeling there's a little bit of extra caffeine in there. So uh, glad that you're with us today. We also have a very special guest in studio with us right now. Jim Fraser is here, Gold Star Father and Gold Star Family supporter and activist. It is uh, um, really I'm so thrilled that you're with us today. Thank you so much for for taking the time to join us. Thanks for having me on this special day. It it is a special day, and and you have uh, done a lot of work with Gold Star Families and and your work as an activist and talked a great deal about your son and, in particular, uh, about that last conversation that you had with him and and some really very moving quotes there. And, you know, I think one thing at one point that you said was about about speaking their names and and talking with them and remembering them them in this day. And and so how is it that you most remember your son on this day?
6: Uh, Well, I remember his smile, and I remember his uh, uh, enthusiasm and eagerness and uh, uh, the love of the job that he had in the military. Uh, He started out in the Illinois Air National Guard, Uh, His unit was a uh, tactical air control unit. And uh, over a period of time, he uh, worked very hard and went to a lot of different training schools uh, in order to qualify to be uh, on the ground with uh, uh, special forces teams. Now, uh, to make it simple, uh, a tactical air controller... Uh, is the guy in the Air Force who is on the ground, and when they need close air support, he calls it in. Uh, and uh, when uh, Jake qualified for uh, uh, the Special Forces, uh, they his title is a, and I love this Joint Terminal Attack Controller. I think the word terminal is the operative word there, mm-hmm. uh, and he was embedded with a twelve a, a man. Uh, team of Green Berets uh, out of Fort Bragg Seventh Group. So, uh, you know, what do I remember the most? Yeah, I remember that day I said goodbye to him uh, out in the driveway, and and uh, being an old Marine, I I had to you know give him serious advice. You know, keep your weapon clean, uh, cover your buddy's back, uh, keep your head down, and come home safe. And uh, he just looked at me and said, uh, "Well, pops, if I don't, I'll see you on the other side." Mm-hmm. And I think about that a lot.
0: And so what does it mean to you, the work that you do with other families? I'm sure that's got to be fairly healing work and and meaningful to you.
6: Well, first of all, my job, uh, I am a contractor for the Department of the Army, and I am the Survivor Outreach Services Coordinator for Northern Illinois. I cover a number of counties. There are three of us here in Illinois, one down in Springfield, and then one down in Southern Illinois. And our full-time jobs are the long-term support of families who have lost someone on active duty. Uh, So if someone is is killed in combat or a training accident, dies of an illness while they're on active duty, uh, sadly, suicide. Uh, So we cover the, the gamut. The casualty assistance officer, which is the uniformed military person who is assigned to the family, immediately as soon as as soon as the family is notified uh he takes care of uh the funeral arrangements uh all the documents for uh benefits etc uh and he will uh, his job will be for usually a few months and then once he completes uh, his task uh then that family is turned over to a survivor outreach services coordinator uh I started doing this nine years ago, and uh, Jake was killed in 03, so it's 16 years. Uh, and uh, I, I have found being uh, a survivor, a, a dad, has been tremendously beneficial uh, to to me. Because when I meet somebody new, uh, I don't I don't wait to tell them uh, my story. I will tell them right up front. I'm a gold star dad. I buried a son. And stuff, and uh, a lot of times attitudes change. All of a sudden, they're like, "Oh my God, somebody who's been through this," mm-hmm. uh, and then they start asking questions like, "How long does it last?" And I tell them, "Forever. You just learn to live with it." Uh, so I, I uh, I'm honored, and I think extremely privileged uh, to be able to do this work. Uh, and then I volunteer for a whole bunch of stuff like memorial day with the city of chicago and things but uh
2: jim i know the the gold star family is a very intimate community do you know the numbers in terms of in illinois like how many uh family members or or service members whether it's training combat illness like Uh, you mentioned that
6: total number uh i can't do off the top of my head uh it's a large number because uh, you know the militaries uh, are large organizations and there's accidents all the time uh uh here in illinois we've got just under 280 kias post 911 so the the uh, uh enemy action uh once you know a, a family who loses someone on active duty is a gold star family right you know uh, people use the term a lot but they they really think that it's uh you know very narrow uh just combat deaths you know uh, the military issues, there are two types of gold star pins that we wear. Uh, uh, if you look at the one I have on, it's a gold star with purple background. That's a theater death, a combat death. And you can always kind of remember that because it's purple heart. Mm-hmm. And, and a death gets a purple heart. Uh, and if it's an accident or an illness or a suicide, etc., cetera, uh, the little pin is solid gold with a, a solid gold uh, Star in the middle, uh, but I, uh, I sometimes have to uh, straighten folks out. You know, oh well, you know that they're gold stars because they were killed in combat, and these are no, that's not the way it is. It is active duty. Yeah, we we honor. You know some. Uh, a soldier or airman for instance a pilot could go over and fly 20 missions in combat zones do a phenomenal job come back here take a little break and then do some uh training flights and crash and die well they shouldn't be included as a gold star of course they should uh, and and sadly the same thing with the the suicides and accidents, et
0: cetera. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah. Is, which is something I want to talk about a lot today. I think that mental health component is so very, very important when we're mm-hmm. talking about how we support our veterans, for sure. Uh, we're talking right now with Jim Frazier, Gold Star Father and Gold Star Family supporter and activist. We are having we are having lots of conversations today and many, many more to go. Uh, today, of course, Memorial Day, lots of, lots of things to do here on WGM Radio. We're going to take a little break, be right back in just a bit. 720 WGN. 720 WGN. It's Amy Guth, and this is the Memorial Day special. WGN Radio honors. Thanks for being with us today. We have a couple of esteemed co-hosts, guests in the studio: Mark Doyle from Rags of Honor and Brandon Marty from Veteran Roasters. Here with us, we're also joined by Jim Fraser, uh, Gold Star Father, uh, supporter, activist, and and we were just having a conversation uh, about about what that means and what all of that is. And, and you know, right as we went to break, you, you said something I thought was really uh, you know significant. And that is when we think of Gold Star, we think of it as being a formal organization that that you you know uh, unwittingly join and unfortunately join. But in fact, as you were saying, it, I think it's worth underscoring that that's not a, a formal organization. That's a that's just sort of a term. Yeah, it's a term. It's a term. Yeah. yeah,
6: yeah. There, there is not there. Uh, a lot of people think there's a national Gold Star Families mm-hmm. organization where they can call an eight hundred number and say. Uh, you know, ask uh, yeah. and join up or whatever. First of all, we have a club that nobody wants to join. Sure. Uh, uh, it, there are a number of uh, Gold Star uh, associations, and let uh, start with the, the most well-known, oldest, and and what really started the term Gold Stars was the Gold Star Mothers. America's Gold Star Mothers uh, started in World War One. Uh, they were the, the moms that's, that put the blue star up in the window when, when their sons went off to World War One, And if they were killed, they sewed a gold star over the top of the blue star. Uh, after a period of time, uh, these moms uh, uh, got chartered and, and became the organization of uh, America's Gold Star Mothers. A uh, real big organization uh, and uh, does a lot. They have headquarters in Washington D.C., uh, but that doesn't cover everybody. You know, uh, there is there are Facebook pages of Gold Star siblings, uh, of uh, you know Gold Star parents. Uh, uh, we have I've, we have a Facebook page called Gold Star Families of Illinois, uh, and of course I've, we also have our Facebook page Survivor Outreach Services of mm-hmm. Illinois. So we're really uh, not real well organized, but you know what? I'm I'm okay with that. Uh, I'm I'm not all that nuts about structure organizations <laughs> anyway, because organizations like to make rules and uh, have uh, you know silos to put people in it. Uh, we're not uh, nuts about that idea.
0: Yeah, so. but but I, I have to imagine the uh, the power of of however it is organized, even if not even if informally, uh, that power of coming together over um, such a unique um, okay. unique shared experience has got to be a powerful one.
6: You're right, Amy. Uh, when Jake was killed, uh, not long after, uh, I met at at some ceremonies or whatever, a uh, few other Gold Star families and we're chatting and say, why don't we get together for lunch? So uh, we did. and uh, today uh, groups uh, we have uh, oh, about quarterly or a couple of times a year, probably 35, 40 people just meet for lunch. Nobody runs it. No, you know there are, there are no you know president and vice president of this. Uh, I have found and and I hopefully a lot of families agree. That when we get together, just us, uh, we share uh, our stories. We can laugh together. We cry together. Uh, like unlike talking to other people, to people who have not traveled the journey, uh, we can share where we are on that journey. There's there's folks that are early on in it, and then there's people like me who you know been doing this for a long time. Uh, so, we can share with each other, and I you know that 's very beneficial too uh, you know, uh uh once again, I go back to how long does this last, or how did you feel on a first Christmas or in Thanksgiving and their birthday and uh all, all of those things so we we can talk to each other about that unlike uh any outsiders mm mm-hmm.
0: And specifically, I think even different than other parents who have lost a child it, uh, under this setting is very military different.
6: loss is different. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, people could say, "Well, you know, death is death," and it and it is. Uh, you know, um, I get a gold star mom that says, "Yeah, we've got the only holiday." Hmm. You, know, you think about it, and we it's today. Uh, yeah, other other deaths don't have that why is that well first of all there's a good side to that a real good side to that as a nation uh we want to remember the sacrifice that occurs we want to remember the cost of sending our young men and women into battle uh we we have to do that as a country and and uh yeah you know, i always reflect back to uh, 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 my son's funeral and and uh, i went to a lot of military funerals because at the time i worked for uh, pat quinn was lieutenant governor and oh my god we did a lot of funerals uh the pomp and circumstance of a military funeral is unlike a citizen's funeral it's different uh, uh they take control of it and uh you no, know, I, I, uh, our family, we just kind of felt like we were along for the ride.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: You know, uh but then the, the, the tough part is when that pomp and circumstance is all over, all the flags are gone, all those guys in wonderful looking uniforms, and and all of that. All of a sudden, you're sitting on your couch all by yourself, going, "What happened?" And the reality is that that loved one is no longer sitting on the couch with you so uh, it's it's different and and uh, i i gotta add too normally military deaths are traumatic uh yeah there's illnesses but on the whole they are young and they are traumatic sudden uh the the uh you know when you talk about uh, uh post-traumatic stress uh we get that. You know, the families get hit with that, uh, and uh, it can be devastating, and and it can uh, become debilitating if one is not careful.
0: Sure. Yeah. And I imagine that's where that, that uh, network of support is sure. is, is really that really helps. so important. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
6: If if, if uh, you know if somebody can see how others on on the journey are doing. Along that, they, they find hope in that. They go, "Oh man, I, I can end up feeling that way." Yeah. You know, but one thing, you, you know, people people say to us uh, uh, things like, "Well, time to move on, time to move mm. forward." Uh, you know, it's been a long time and everything. Well, you know that there's truth to that. But what? How how our brains can work sometimes is if you tell me to move on, that means you're telling me to forget him, right? And of course, I can't ever do that. But we can learn uh, how to live. Uh, we can be happy, you know. We can enjoy life and never forget. And, and I think part of what we do today.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
6: is to to and remind everybody.
0: Yeah, yeah, so. and, and I think that's such a big part of what we're talking about today. Is I think often uh, Memorial Day gets lumped in with yeah. Veterans Day, and it's a, it's a barbecue holiday, and people kind of forget these details. That bothers us. Yeah, that, that was my next question. Yeah. Is how does yeah. that feel? This in that? is
6: not Veterans Day, yeah. folks. God love you, veterans, and and I think about Jake's buddies a lot, and they suffered the same a loss, you know, uh, but we do that in November. Yeah, you know, today is to honor the day that the guys didn't come back mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? jim how,
2: jim how best can uh we uh that are still around whether it's veterans or just ordinary citizens um honor in your eyes how, how you know how can we get involved real y- easy
6: you know? it's easy uh first of all it, take today you know and and do something to honor that. I, you know, go to a ceremony, go to an event, whatever. Uh, it it's a solemn day. Uh, you know, today is a day of loss. Uh, but do something to participate in it. And then beyond that, uh, if you meet one of us, okay, acknowledge it. Do not be afraid. Number one, you're not going to remind us of something we forget about. Mm-hmm uh and uh you know i and i you <laughs> i say this so much people got to be tired of hearing it when you meet one of us offer sincere condolences and they say what was your loved one's name what was your son or your daughter or your husband or your wife's name oh jake okay how old was jake tell me something about jake and then just listen mm-hmm. do not try to use all of the cliches because they don't work. Oh, it was God's will. He's in a better place. Uh, you know, fate, uh, all, all of the, those are not good. Uh, just ask about them. We, we like to talk about our loved ones.
0: Yeah, I think sometimes people are, are very uncomfortable with grief and don't yeah. know how oh. to do that dance of grief and how to interact with people. You don't and, have to do much. Yeah.
6: Yeah. Yeah, ask me my kid's name and I'll tell you and then say, you know, uh what do
0: you do in high school? You play sports? And I'll give you 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, sometimes the the best solution is to show up very straightforwardly. All we have
6: is memory. That's it. And uh saying their names and and showing interest in who they were keeps their spirit alive. And that's what we need. Indeed. That's what we love to do.
0: Indeed. Well, well, thank you for being with us today to, to share about Jake. You've been listening to WGN Radio Honors, a conversation dedicated to the stories that uncover the meaning of Memorial Day, sponsored by the Chicago Regional Council of Carpenters and Union Contractors. We're going to take a little break. Take some calls. If there's a loved one that you would like to remember today, feel free to give us a call, and we'll talk all about it here on 720 WGN. 720 WGN. Hey there, it's Amy Guth. This is WGN Radio Honors. It's a conversation today dedicated to the stories that uncover the meaning of Memorial Day. And today is sponsored by the Chicago Regional Council of Carpenters and Union Contractors. We're here with you until 1230. And a little bit before the news break, I, I said that if you are a member of a Gold Star family or if there's someone that you would like to remember today, feel free to give us a call 312 981 7200. We'll do our best to get you on the air. But we have a caller right now that I think has a Perhaps a very unique point of view. Eric, welcome to the program. Thanks so much for calling us. I understand that you do military funerals?
7: Um, Yes, Amy. I happen to be a funeral director, and the funeral home, our, our funeral home is very, very military and Gold Star family oriented. And as often as I go to the Abraham Lincoln National Cemetery out in Elwood, it never gets routine for me. I mean, there are times where we go there, you know, two or three times a week, um, and uh, there's something about the folding of the flag while they're playing taps, uh, the volley of shots that even as a professional funeral director, I start to get choked up, and, you know, I'm not really supposed to because I have to try and remain professional. You know, I have to be able to be able to help the families, but um, it's a very, very profound place, and I encourage anybody and everybody to uh, attend a military funeral or at least attend the, uh, you know, the cemetery to see the rows and rows of gravestones of people who have you know, sacrificed their lives for our country. And it, it it adds a a totally profound meaning to Memorial Day. Certainly. And uh, what I was going to also say is you know we hold an, an annual get together uh, for for all families, not just gold star families, uh, because after the funeral there is a tomorrow. You know there will be a time where the flowers wilt, and like your gentleman you know caller said, you know okay after the funeral is over, now what? Now you're at home. Now you see a vacant chair, or you're alone, and it's very important to either get involved or handle the grief in what we call a, a healthy way so that it isn't complicated.
0: Yeah, yeah. I really appreciate your call, Eric. What, uh, where is it that you do this work?
7: Uh, well, I work with the Maher Funeral Home over in Tinley Park. You uh-huh. can just Google us, and uh, you know Maher M A H E R, and you know we'll be happy to sit down and help. And we always help people, uh, you know, regardless of, of funds. We are always there to help people, uh, you know, financially or emotionally.
0: That's wonderful. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the call today.
7: You're quite welcome. Thank you. Bye bye.
0: So uh, there, there again, you know. Uh, feel free to give us a call. I, I did the call out specifically if someone would like to remember a loved one today. But certainly, that was a very interesting and unique perspective there uh, from a funeral director talking about this very important topic as we're as we're talking about uh, all the things uh, about and the stories behind Memorial Day and all the pieces of it because it's a it's a complicated one. I think with any big topic we talk about, there, there there's a lot of layers and nuances to it. It is, and the,
8: the
1: challenge that he described there is the challenge. Uh, that we find is how do you honor them find a way to keep that memory alive Mm -hmm. but live the rest of your life that's right and it is a challenge i had a brother who was killed in a car accident our oldest daughter calypso lost her fiance who was a marine young marine veteran two tours in iraq took his own life Mm. she struggles every day to find a way to move on sure keep his memory alive And so it is within all of us to try and find a way to understand what they go through, help them grieve, help them find their way down the path, um, and do it in a way that both honors their service. But understand that there's much more to give in life.
0: That's right. I really like the point that our last guest, Jim Fraser, made about be straightforward. You know, it's it's not like you're bringing up something we're not thinking about. Right. You know, just say, hey, what was what was your loved one's name and what were they like? How old were they? I think that we 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 do this this thing about grief where we try to oh, I don't want to make it awkward, Well, I think you're making it awkward by trying to not make it awkward.
1: And some of that is probably depending on the person. The newer the tragedy is to them it might be a little bit harder but you even see this with folks who say thank you for your service uh, my brother chris two tours uh, third marine recon in vietnam and he's a pretty tough guy but quiet somebody said well thank you for your service he said well i didn't do it for you right so um <laughs> yeah. and he was sort of half joking yeah. but it's brandon probably yeah. gets that as well yeah. how do you navigate that yeah it's tough i think i think there's so few of
2: us that have, that have had that experience and less and less each day um but it's incumbent on everyone veteran non-veteran to remember like jim said yeah. to ask those really simple questions um and i think our our next guest i mean I this is a, say, we this, have new guests in the studio no, i think this is this is a great kind of segue into what they're doing you know mark you talked about uh your daughter's fiance and the struggles he had when he came home and, and we're with an organization now that tries to help um again bring them into the fold within a team and an organization uh, that WGN listeners in Chicago community is really w- well-known, the Chicago Blackhawks. So we have two members of the Blackhawk Warriors, um, all uh, veteran disabled team uh, here that, that uh, not only plays in Chicago against uh, numerous other uh, leagues and teams, but also nationally against other uh, veteran teams, affiliated teams to uh, the NHL uh, team. So I have Rich and Kevin. So thanks for joining us.
0: Thank you. Thanks for Thank having us. Royal Thank Day. you. So uh, tell us, yeah, go for it. tell us,
2: uh, Rich, a little bit more about the Warriors. How long, you've, how long you've been around? How many veterans you've been
9: able to bring underneath to, the, to uh, um, develop? The Blackhawk Warriors were founded in 2015 uh, in conjunction with USA Hockey, the disabled sector of USA Hockey. And uh, what we do is we use the the hockey as a rehabilitation tool to help our our veterans, our injured veterans reintegrate back into society back into civilian life because it's a it's a very difficult thing for a lot of them to to attain Uh, you know they come home not only physically disabled a lot of psychological issues that they have and uh, a lot of times they'll isolate themselves from the rest of the world and we use hockey as a tool of trying to bring them out back into society and back to help them uh, just get back into life again
2: that's great, and Kevin, uh, how long have you been
7: with the team? I've been with the team since we started. Great, twenty fifteen. Remind me of your branch of service. Uh, I was in the Army for ten years. Awesome. What 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 has your experience been
2: like, and how has it helped in terms of your reintegration, um, kind of that network and, and community building?
7: It, it's honestly been a lifesaver. It's changed my life around completely. Um, it's it was that transition I needed from the military become a civilian again uh, I spent 10 years in the military it's a way of life so when you get out um, it's very different it's a different way of life that you're thrown into immediately uh, there's a little bit of preparation not a whole lot in this team uh, it gets you back together with like-minded people every week and we're able to share that experience and help each other along and uh, create that family bond that we had in the military we can bring that back into our civilian life and you know, i it, it's been great
0: for people who are listening who might want to become involved in the organization or support it in some way how could they do so
7: to
9: support us we have our our website which is dot there is a donation tab on the website you can you can click on that and donate to the team uh otherwise we look for volunteers to help us players we're always looking for players we uh we started out in 2015 with nine players and uh to this day, we've grown up. We're about forty-six active players on our roster now. So, uh, the the key stipulation is with our organization is we play in the Warrior Division, which requires a minimum of ten percent disability, be it physical or psychological. So, uh, we actually do have to turn players away because they are not disabled. But uh, you know, we look because we play other Warrior teams from all around the uh, the country you look at alaska washington dc philadelphia minnesota michigan there i think they're up to about 22 organizations now and we play them yearly at a national festival at the end of the year for our uh, our championship season but it's it's just a it's an avenue where uh where we can help all these soldiers and and uh if anyone else wants to help you can go on our website volunteer email us anything we,
2: and, uh, and, and veterans if they want to get involved but they don't have the equipment or or their skill level might not be where you think i mean just come out and you you guys can help them with all that you right? come out yeah
9: you know, we practice once a week but you come out we've we've had people that have never been on skates before and they've come out and we've taught them to skate worked them through the program we have other players that have actually played junior hockey together so uh we don't we don't discriminate against any of them we take them all and uh, it's our you know it's what we do it's our job we, we try to get them uh, you know acclimated again
0: and you said there are 22 uh, organizations around the country yes. that, that you play against and, and interact with and work with um, how are how involved are you is it is it friendly rivalry is it uh, is it a day-to-day you know a bigger organization that connects you all deeply or is it a bit of both?
1: it's
9: it's a little bit of both we're we all we all play under the guise of, of usa hockey and under us usa hockey controls virtually all amateur hockey in the, in the country from when you're a, a little guy growing up or learn to skate until you're into the olympics uh we fall under the disabled sector of that which there are five different disciplines that that uh, compete in disabled hockey so uh you know, it, it's giving these individuals the opportunity that would have never thought they had the opportunity to, to ice skate or play hockey in their life, and, and we give them that avenue to uh, to do that.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, and so you you gave us uh, ways for people to to get involved and support and, and all of that. And um, you know, when we talk about Memorial Day in particular, you know, I think we've been saying kind of throughout the morning how how so often Veterans Day and Memorial Day are, are conflated uh, and and they get intertwined, and, and people with very good intentions, you know, right, tend right. to kind of confuse the two. Um, and what does your organization do to to specifically honor or recognize Memorial Day?
9: we you know we really we really don't concentrate on it a lot because it's it's a very individual personal holiday for our veterans uh you know a lot of times people will come up and you know thank you for your service and memorial day is special uh you know just getting them to interact sometimes you know you, you have to look at every one of these players that we have have lost someone close that they've served with and uh it's it's a rough it's a rough weekend for them. They have you know a lot of things. They go through a lot of emotions, a lot of feelings, and uh, you know we just kind of let them be. If they need help, someone on this team is always available. Just pick up the phone if you if you have a problem, if you have a question, and uh, someone's there to help.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for being with us today. Thank you. Uh, and again, uh, our friends from Blackhawk Warriors. If you're interested in. Uh, In supporting the organization we will have links available after the program on the podcast page. So we're going to take a little break right now. You are listening to WGN Radio Honors, a conversation dedicated to the stories that uncover the true meaning of Memorial Day. That's sponsored by the Chicago Regional Council of Carpenters and Union Contractors. Back in just a bit here on 720 WGN.
8: This is WGN Radio Honoring Memorial Day Stories. Today's special broadcast is sponsored by the Chicago Regional Council of Carpenters and Union Contractors. Now back to Amy Goof and Mark Doyle.
0: 720 WGN. Thanks for being with us today as we're talking about Memorial Day. Uh, sorry that Rejoin only named one of you. There's two of you here yes. today. That's <laughs> so all
2: right. right. <laughs> we know we know who the big one is.
0: Indeed, Mark Doyle from Rags of Honor is our special guest uh, co-host today. But we also have another special guest co-host, and that is Brandon Marty, the owner of Veterans Roasters, this very delicious coffee. If I'm talking fast, it's because of Veterans Roasters. That's why, for sure. <laughs> well, here in, a, in just a bit, we're going to be uh, talking to the CEO and founder of Combat Flip Flops uh, about uh, a really interesting organization, interesting work they're doing there. So
1: Amazing guy, yeah. Uh, Matt Griffin, who's a special operator in F- afghanistan and decided to make a difference back in the conflict zones where he was once traversing with his team and it is an amazing story
0: and and i gotta say if you have not watched this man's ted talk you must do so it's so fascinating it's so good i feel like there's There are many TED Talks. There's a lot of them. But uh, this one is is really compelling. It's, you know, this guy walks out and he's wearing flip-flops on the TED Talk stage. And you're like, what's about to happen right now? What's he doing? And he's a really interesting guy. And he has such a um, just kind of just this laid back. You know, vibe to him that that's very approachable and very, uh, very open. And he's he, he really has some beautiful messages about um, that are that are, I think, very accessible no matter where you fall politically. I think his messages are very uh, easy to get and easy to grab and just kind of understand about, hey, we're we're all in this this stew together. Let's figure this out.
1: And he does it with, you know, when you imagine what this, this guy's a special forces. He's a team leader, um, fire support operator, and he. Was a trained killer. When you yeah. listen to them, he you could wouldn't be have a guessed philosophy that. teacher. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: right. yeah. or a surfer or something. Yeah, He's or such a, a chill guy. He's
1: so laid back in what he has done and the difference he has made in Afghanistan in yeah. the lives of hundreds of children who are now going to school because he created combat flip-flops. Yeah. I was in Afghanistan for a year. Unbeknownst to me, they started in a boot factory. Hmm. And the one star that we reported to said, we need to support the local economy. You all need to buy these combat boots. And we did. They're pretty well made. And that's where, actually, he got his start. And then he branched out. And when the listeners, when they go to his website, which I hope they do, flip-flops are tremendous. But they've got sarongs, and they've got Oh, there's a ton of stuff. Bracelets and amazing,
0: and and you know when you when you first go to the website, it seems like what is this? Because this tagline, "Bad for running, worse for fighting," you are like, "What? What what is this? What's happening right now?" But it's really, I mean, you quickly realize like it's a kind of cheeky outset, but but a really meaningful organization that's doing a lot of work, particularly uh, education for children, but for for young girls and opportunities for girls. There is a lot going on here that this guy is doing. But again, head to his TED talk. His uh, his name is Matt Griffin. We're going to talk to him here in a second. Uh, Just about this work that he's doing and all this and it's it's very cool. There's a lot.
1: And what he's doing right now, he's going out. You know, I'll let him tell you actually what he's going to do is something pretty cool because he's used to jumping out of airplanes mm-hmm. and he's about to do something with a flag out of an airplane. It uh,
0: it sounds like it might hurt. <laughs> it, yeah,
1: it could hurt. If you hope he doesn't miss.
0: Yeah. Right. Let's talk to him. We're joined now by Matt Griffin, CEO and founder of Combat Flip-Flops. Hi, Matt. Thanks for being with us today.
10: Good morning. Happy Memorial Day, and thanks for having me on the show. Thanks so honor. much.
0: Well, you know, we, we've we been talking a lot about Memorial Day today and the ways to uh, to honor it and observe it, and, and in a way that is, uh, you know, perhaps celebrating uh, and, and honoring the lives of people who did not make it back from military service. Um, but I understand that you're about to do something very interesting to, to honor the day. Please tell us all about it. Uh, uh-
10: So I am, uh, so I I don't know if everybody knows, but this year is the 75th anniversary of D-Day. Yes. Uh, So um, about six or seven months ago, we started this project, and we are going to do a tandem free fall of a Gold Star mother into Normandy on June 5th. And so we, her name is Scotty Domey, and she is the mother of the most deployed U.S. soldier to ever be killed in combat, Sergeant, Sergeant First Class Christopher Domey. He passed away on his 14th deployment, and um, we just decided that, you know, it would be a good thing for her to connect with her son through, through airborne operations and do something fun together. So we've been training for the past six months to do this, and... Today is our last final rehearsal before we go, go over to France next week. And so today we're going to be jumping in the names of Jay Blessing, Pat Tillman, Rick Barraza, Dale Graham, Andrew Higgins, and Christo May.
1: Wow. Matt, you're an yes. amazing guy. Um, yep. Tell us about Thank combat flip flops. Tell us a story. I've been, I've been regaling everybody with stories about you in the studio, but let us every, let's hear it.
10: <laughs> so, uh,. I'll give you the Reader's Digest version, but essentially, we're a bunch of former special operations guys, and we believe that economic development is way more sustainable and peaceful than in war. So we we travel to conflict areas. We create fashion and lifestyle products with local entrepreneurs, and then we teach them how to export their products to the U.S. and Europe, and then we sell them here in the United States, and with our profits, we put little girls to school in Afghanistan clear landmines and help some veteran charities. And so we've put over 600 girls in school in Afghanistan over the past couple years. We've cleared over 15,000 square meters of landmines, and we've given to countless veteran charities at home to, to help encourage veterans to take on the next phase of their life.
0: Matt, we were talking right before we we called you up. We were talking about your TED talk, and and I was I thought it was a really beautiful message that you have. And there was one line I I, I, I rewound a moment to, to hear it again because it was it was it was so simple and yet mind bogglingly big. And that was you can manufacture peace through trade if we are persistent, if we are creative, if we are respectful to one another. That's such a simple. Um, elegantly simple message, and yet a really complicated one, the idea of manufacturing peace through trade. How did that idea first come to you?
10: Um, the, you know, there's, there's been parables about this forever. We're not the first ones to ever experience this. And the old line that comes from, you know, I don't know how old, probably thousands of years old, but it says, borders that are frequented by merchants seldom need soldiers. Uh, and I remember in college, I went to West Point and they had, you know, you're taking the foreign policy theory, but the McDonald's theory, the you know, two countries that have ever had a McDonald's have never gone to war. And so what alternatives do we have? What other tools do we have in our playbook to bring, you know, some sort of calm and stability of foreign relations other than war, which seems to be the thing that we've been doing for so long. And, you know, we did it. We've been doing it for, you know, I guess if we were going on 18 years now. And I think, you know, as service members and as, as citizens. We need to be holding our our policy makers accountable and say, hey, you guys need to pull some different tools out of the toolbox. They're here for you. Why don't we do it? And and to be honest, people haven't been doing it. So if if you don't find what you want in this world, you got to make it. And so we just decided we were going to do it with a fun (laughs) and interesting company called Combat Flip Flops, which is uh, it's been a it's been a wild ride ever since. And the, the whole thing is, is, you know, we can show with our own small private dollars that it's possible to do this. And just have proof, because that's all that really matters is proof. And we've been doing it for seven years. It works. And we just hope that more people join us and create more proof and goodness in the world.
0: Matt, where can people go to find out more about combat flip-flops?
10: So always the website. Uh, so right now we're having, if you if you sign on to our email list, you're going to get a free audio download of the book. So we wrote a book last year called Steps Ascending, Rise of the Unarmed Forces. So you get a free book. And you can learn about our mission uh, all the way from the foundation moving forward. And then if you want to follow us on social, Everything's at Combat Flip-Flops. So Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, Twitter, everything's at Combat Flip-Flops.
1: That is awesome. <clears throat> Thank you, my friend. Uh, have fun jumping out of an airplane today. Yeah, and thanks d- for good all Good luck you do. with that.
0: Remember, you, you, well, you land softly.
1: <laughs> that's yep, like a, feet and knees together. <laughs>
10: that's right. Feet
0: and <laughs> well, knees together. That's right. Feet
1: and knees together. Well,
10: have a great day, and uh, have a happy Memorial Day. Thanks, thank
0: you, my friend. Thanks so much. that We are talking with Matt Griffin, CEO and founder of Combat Flip Flops. Again, company tagline, bad for running, worse for fighting, which you is bad. funny, but uh, really, really a lot of interesting work there from that organization. So we're going to take a little break back in just a bit, and we're going to get you news, all those good things. You're listening to WGN Radio Honors, a conversation dedicated to the stories that uncover the meaning of Memorial Day. Back in just a bit on 720 WGN.
1: Today is the day we put aside to remember fallen heroes. It's a day of thanks for the valor of
8: others. On this Memorial Day morning, WGN Radio honors Memorial Day stories. Our very special broadcast is brought to you by the Chicago Regional Council of Carpenters and Union Contractors. Here are your hosts, Amy Guth and Mark Doyle.
0: 720 WGN, thanks for being with us today on this very special Memorial Day broadcast. As I said a little bit earlier in the program, we're going to be taking calls throughout the day today. We're here with you until 1230. So if there's someone that you would like to remember today, we will do our best to get you on the air so that you can remember him or her today on this this very special Memorial Day. Uh, 312-981-7200. And although... The rejoin we just heard said that we have, uh, one co-host. In fact, we have two co-hosts today. Uh, of course, of course, Mark Doyle is in studio with us from Rags of Honor, but also, uh, Brandon Marty, who is the owner of Veteran Roasters is here also co-hosting. I got, I got an embarrassment of riches of co-hosts today is what I got going on today. And I'm, I'm delighted by that. We also have a special guest in studio now. We're joined by Bobby Wise, who is, uh, the Chicago program coordinator of merging vets and players. Welcome to the program. Thanks so much for being with us today. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. So tell us about your organization, if you would
11: merging vets and players uh i I gotta say this is like the coolest job i've ever had um so it was founded three years ago nate boyer uh, who's a special forces vet and also played for the seattle seahawks and uh, jake laser who does sports commentary for fox news or fox sports and uh, other organizations uh they were sitting down one day uh talking about some of their buddies both from the nfl and the army who were having trouble with their transition uh they were having trouble with that loss of team and uh they wanted to do something about it so they got a handful of vets and athletes together at Jay's gym did a closed workout, uh, uh, 45 minutes of just getting their sweat on. Then they sat down afterwards and just talked about whatever was on their minds their life, their goal, their challenge uh, and uh, offered each other best practices. Uh, and they found out that hey, this is a really great way to help vets and athletes with their transition to the next phase of their life. Uh, both vets and athletes, we uh, face this thing where our entire adult lives. Our individual identity is informed by our team identity. And then that team goes away, be it the barracks or the clubhouse. Well, who are we then? What do we do then? What do we do with ourselves with that energy that we have? Um, so now we are operating in four cities, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Atlanta, and here in Chicago. have been here in Chicago since uh, last September. Uh, and it's uh, this is honestly the, the program that I wish existed 13 years ago when I... Transitioned out of the army uh, It's a great opportunity to work on your mental fitness uh, It's also a great opportunity to work on your uh, you know, Physical fitness As well as your uh, mental and your emotional fit- Fitness
0: you know, and I think that's that's such an interesting parallel that that I don't know that I've heard often when we when we think about that, that team mindset versus right. individual identity. Totally. Um, and, and that's an interesting parallel to draw between sports teams and sports players and, and military personnel and that military unit. That's a really interesting way. So mm-hmm. how do you how, what was that initial merging of those of those two, those two that perhaps have more in common than we think? What was that initial phase like?
11: Uh. Yeah, I wasn't there for it, but uh, I was out in uh, Los Angeles uh, a few weeks ago and uh, got got a chance to uh, meet with some of the, you know, like original members. Um, we've actually got one of them who moved up back out here to Chicago, uh, but uh, it's uh, you know you see it with every new guy who comes in, and there's like this certain hesitancy, like the first week. They come in, they work out, and it's like, oh, who are these people? And, you know, and they're trying to get out of me. And then uh, the second week, they get a little more into the workout, and they relax a little bit more. And then uh, the third week, the fourth week, and then all of a sudden, the floodgates open. Because now you've got this sense of trust. Now you understand, okay, this is my team. Mm-hmm. Regardless of whether it was an athlete, whether they played for the, the the Bears, the Bulls, the Hawks, or they served in the Army, the Air Force, Marine Corps, Navy. Uh now we've got this common team we've got this common experience um and uh, there, yeah it's a uh, both physically and emotionally you can see all of the guards let down and people feel a lot more comfortable and once you're done like holding back that stress there's so many other things in life that can fall into place so that that first that original chapter in Los Angeles so many of their members were in crisis situation. They were in homeless shelters. They were having substance abuse issues. They were having issues with their family. And a year of working out and rebuilding that sense of team. Now, suddenly, they've got this foundation that they can work off of. Um,
2: and yeah, it's just a hell of a lot of fun. Too. Bobby, can you say more about it? I've been fortunate enough to come. And uh, join yeah. and and be part of the sessions, but it's about it's a two hour program, right? Weekly, right. and you, we talked a lot about the, the kind of the first hour and fitness, but mm-hmm. the second hour is really where you make the breakthroughs, right? When you start right. talking about that emotional and me- mental right. fitness, and then that connection to relieve the stress and to totally. share what you're going through, um, and those are to your point, uh what you mentioned earlier, the, the real breakthroughs. And the physical and the emotional go hand in hand. So
11: yeah, the the first forty five minutes we we'll work out and. uh a lot of what we do is we, we intentionally pair people off so that we can work out together and engage uh, what are called mirror neurons. Uh, and what that does, it engages the part of your brain where actually your emotions live. Uh, and then afterwards, we sit down and we do the huddle. We talk, just talk about whatever's on our minds. Sometimes there are some really pregnant silences, and that's fine. Um, but you've got that opportunity to uh, talk about what's going on in your life while you're in this headspace where you're already engaged with another person and you already trust that person and you've opened up the emotional processing part of your mind. Um, and it really opens the door for you to talk about some stuff that you might have been holding back.
0: And I think that's such a big part of that. You know, we... we I think are now entering a time in which we can talk about mental health a mm-hmm. lot more openly than we have in years past. And I know that's such a big component when we're talking about veterans issues uh, that I think was unaddressed or, or not completely addressed anyway for yeah. s- for such a long time. Is that difficult to get that or to get that going to, you know, you're talking about the first, second, third visit. Right. Is it is it, you know, kind of a, a, a gentle step into that conversation?
11: I yeah, uh, because uh, trust is such a big part of uh, of that conversation, and you you can't open up about these things with strangers. That's why so many folks, you know, regardless of military or civilian background, have a hesitancy to work with m- mental health professionals because now you have to open up and bury your soul with a complete stranger who's taking notes that's a weird place to get into um so this you know we we're hesitant to call it uh mental health because you know none of us are mental health professionals mm-hmm. um but it is peer support yeah emotional and it support. is sure. peer-to-peer mentoring mm-hmm. uh and we we always whenever we give advice it's always in terms of best practices what has worked best for me because uh, nobody wants to be told what to do right um but it's uh, yeah, it's a really great opportunity to talk with people you trust who are on your team and share your experience.
2: Bobby, can you share more maybe about your personal experience and who, if there's anyone specific or, or what you think about on Memorial Day? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh,
11: so I was in I was a U.S. Army Black Hawk crew chief, fellow Army aviation guy like you.
2: Yep, we got there. Or Navy. Maybe on this side. Sorry, sorry. sorry but. Same fr- same airframe. Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. Um,
11: and, oh, my God, I used to hate Memorial Day. Um, I served six years, uh, two tours in Iraq. Uh, I've lost probably about a dozen buddies, uh, like, honest to God, friends, and just work colleagues. Uh, and it started when I was in AIT, actually. One of our, I hate to say it, but, like, one of our guys passed away from pneumonia. Just got sick and passed on in training. Uh, and then for the next five years I was in the service, I didn't go a year without going to a memorial service. And every memorial day, it was like I had a, I was just surrounded by ghosts. Um, and physical activity, physical fitness was a big part of why I can stand this weekend at all. About five years ago, I started doing the uh, Chicago veterans ruck march. Um, I call it a little walk through the park. We start in Glencoe. We finish in Lincoln Park. uh, And it's uh, 20 miles. uh, And it started off just like 50 folks going out for a walk and then turned into 300. And now we're up to 2,400. We're registered for this past Friday's March. Uh, And it's just an opportunity to get together with other people who are also sharing that experience. Uh, you get out there and you talk and you tell stories, and some of those stories are about the guys that you lost, and you can, you know, remember and honor the memory of those folks who you wish were still here. Uh, it's a great opportunity for the civilian population of Chicago who can, like, see us out marching, At because a lot of folks, you ask them, what does a veteran look like? And either they don't know the answer to that, or they think of, you know, their Uncle Jerry who was in Vietnam and shares some really untoward opinion, so for Thanksgiving dinner or something like that. Um, but, uh, you know, the veterans are, they, they they look like everybody else. Uh, we're only 7% of the population, uh, but it, it's a very equal rep, uh, drawing from that population. We're from every ethnic background, uh, from every social background, we fall into every sort of job. Um, so it's really healthy for everybody. And then after the march, you know, I'm just too dang sore to feel bad about anything except (laughs) my blisters and my sore muscles. Um, And then Wednesday, I get to go to MVP and I get to work out again. uh, And I get those endorphins up and I get the opportunity to talk with folks who I share that experience with. And it kind of maintains that throughout the rest of the year.
0: Well, I wish we had so much more time to talk with you, but I appreciate you joining us and and talking about this. Where can people go to find out more about the organization and events and support and all that stuff?
11: Totally. Come check out our website, vetsandplayers.org. And if you're here in Chicago, we work out every Wednesday, 7 p.m. at POW Gym 310 South Racine here in Chicago in the West Loop. It's kind of kitty-corner from uh, UIC Pavilion. Uh, if you are a combat vet, bring your DD-214. I just need to lay, lay eyes on it. I'm, I don't keep a copy. And if you are a former athlete, come on down. Uh, we'll just Google your name. Just see your, or I don't know, bring a baseball card. That, that, that'll work. Bring <laughs> something
0: <That laughs> <works. laughs> cool. <laughs> Indeed.
11: Uh, and, uh, and, yeah, let's get a sweat on. Yeah. Let's do it.
0: Wonderful. Well, thanks so much for being with us today. Bobby Wise is the Chicago Program Coordinator for Merging Vets and Players. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. All right. We'll be back here in just a bit on 720 WGM. 720 WGN It's Amy Guth Thanks for joining us today You're listening to WGN Radio Honors And it's a big conversation That we're having All morning long About It's really just About the The stories That That Uncover the meaning of Memorial Day. I think we, we opened the show talking about this and I think it's worth reiterating that, that we often confuse the purpose behind Memorial Day and Veterans Day. And it's very important that we, we keep it separate, that we keep, especially Memorial Day. There's, there's a lot of topics. There's a lot of layers here, I think is what we've been, been learning this morning. And, uh, with our guests so far, as I'm thinking about this, uh, I really think there's, there's some common themes that I think are important to highlight. There's the power of connection. There's the power of community that are really, really standing out to me and the the power of straightforward openness you know i, I really heard that very profoundly from jim Fraser, who was our, our gold star father that was joined that joined us a little bit earlier he said you know don't dance around the awkwardness just come out and say you know tell us about the person that you lost and i think that's so important this this straightforward way of uh, and coming together that's so that's so important
2: well i'd add one too and it's the power of stories Right. For and, sure. And so many of these stories were losing in previous generations. We talk about the 75 uh, year anniversary of D-Day. Um, World War Two vets are dying at, I think, 5,000 a day.
0: My um, grandfather just died this past year. And he, you know, I I, ha- I had the foresight of gathering his story before he passed. Of his, uh, He was at D-Day. He was there. And that's he, amazing. Uh, you know, it was, it was interesting when I was asking, when I was interviewing him about all this. You know, he was a kid when he went. And uh, he... He was such a, um, a calm presence. His body language changed. He looked as he was describing being in that setting. His body language changed, and he looked like a kid again. Like he was kind of wiggling uncomfortably and kind of rolling at the side of his pants. I'll never forget that. That he 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 was there mentally, and then he said, "You know, let's stop for a minute. I'm going to go out in the yard and rake some leaves." He just kind of needed a minute, and and that was a that was very powerful to me personally.
2: Yeah, and for me as a as a veteran. But talking to those in previous eras, um, I, I had a really neat connection with my wife's grandfather. He served in World War II, torpedo gunner uh, in the Navy. Uh, and the stories that he would share with me that brought up memories because I was serving at mm-hmm. the time, uh, his, his family never knew any of those. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a great way for them to reconnect or connect with him because they didn't know what to ask. That's um, right. And they didn't want to make him feel uncomfortable. But he would just openly share things with me just because of the shared experience
0: because he knew you knew
2: right yeah right
0: yeah which is uh, another point that, that jim Fraser made earlier that that the, the power of being with other gold star families is it's uh, you know as he said it's a club no one wants to join but yet when you are there when you are you know thrust into that situation there's a very special conversation to be had and it
1: seems like the further away they get from it uh, my brother chris as i said did two tours with third marine recon for 30 years, had not said a word. But we go to dinner once a month now, and the stories start to come out. Funny stories. I mean, yeah. this guy was a dead-on combat guy. Mm-hmm. My wife's father was a Purple Heart Iwo Jima Marine. Didn't talk about He was a surgeon. Went on to be a surgeon. The last five years of his life, the stories just started to come out of them. So kind it seems like it gets to a point where they want to start to talk about it
0: again. Yeah, yeah. It's very, very interesting. Well, if there is someone that you would like to honor today, please feel free to give us a call 312-981-7200 or or just a comment about Memorial Day or a particular way that you observe the day. We'll do our best to get everyone on who, who calls us, but we have, we have a guest joining us by phone now. uh, Mark Vondrasek. Thanks so much for being with us today.
12: Hello. Good morning. How are you?
2: Hey Mark, it's Brandon.
0: Hey
12: Brandon. How are you?
2: Thanks so much for joining. And, uh, you know, we're, with Rags of Honor and Veteran Roasters, we're, we're so happy to uh, share kind of your story, uh, and I'll let you kind of tell more about you're with High Corporation here in Chicago and doing some really great things in the the military and, and veteran space. So um, I guess I'll just start out kind of with your personal uh, thoughts around Memorial Day and what you're thinking about today.
12: Thanks, Brennan, and hi to Mark as well. Hey, buddy. I, I was just start I'd start by just saying, you know, I've been listening all morning, and I'm just thrilled to be joining you guys this morning. And um, we're all thinking of all of our fallen heroes and their families on this on this very special Memorial Day. So, you know, for me, it's just it's a day that um, is properly all about remembrance and just gratitude um, for those that we've lost um, uh, from our um, uh, service, and you know, those who provide service to our country. You know, for me personally, I'm I'm fortunate enough to to lead Hyatt's Veteran Diversity Business Resource Group, which really is a group that is aimed to do two things. It's to it's to try and welcome our veterans at Hyatt as both a great place to stay for their families but also a great place to work. And, you know, we've done a lot um, in partnership with you guys and in partnership with others to, to try to do just that. So just excited to be here this morning and, and, and share some time
0: with you. How can people listening uh, find out more about about what you're doing? Get involved, support it, all of that good stuff. Well,
12: I'm the you know on the on the stay with on the stay with us side last november on veterans day we actually launched a permanent veterans discount code which is good for 10 to 15 percent off of all hotel stays um, at hyatt for veterans around um around the world and the results have really been terrific so i i first of all encourage any veterans that are listening today to use this code for you know for their own travel plans and more information on that specifically can be found at hyatt.com hyatt.com backslash um, veterans um but you know deeper than that you know we've spent a lot of time also figuring out how we can learn from the work that brandon and marty have, and, have i'm sorry brandon and mark have done so tremendously well um, in support of veterans and so we partnered with um, organizations like higher purpose which is a company that um, helps us source tremendous talent to work at hyatt hotels in our corporate office i think now we've got about 1,400 roles um, posted across our organization um, on higher purpose and what we like about them is you know as you know, they're a company that's built by veterans for veterans and so they're so well suited to help us find and recruit veterans service members and their families to to work and be part of the of the Hyatt family. So I think you know those two those two efforts both on giving folks the opportunity to stay with us. Um, at a discounted level, and then also, um, and and more importantly, the opportunity to work with us and join us as a family have been have been areas of focus.
0: Well, I really appreciate you talking with us today. Uh, it's uh, wonderful that you've joined us on this day. We, we're really, you know, we for as much as we have been uh, kind of, of saying this again and again, I think it bears repeating, and that is that that. Uh, it, when we think about Memorial Day you know it could it can be somber it, it is somber on on many levels but it is a multi-layered day there's a lot to it uh, and uh, and and I think stories are very powerful and the way we're supporting our veterans is is part of that equation even though Memorial Day is about something different truly I think it is important the way we we talk about veterans and the way we're interacting with veterans and and like the work that you're doing is so very important so I appreciate you joining us today to talk about the work you're doing
12: no that's great you know and, and and honestly mark and brandon have just brought people like me i'm not a veteran but i'm an ally of veterans and and have been my whole life and they just brought folks like me so much closer to understanding um what this day means and what every day means in support of our veterans and just trying to trying to provide um, opportunities for them, trying to communicate and, and connect with them differently. And I will tell you, from from Hyatt's perspective, all of our veterans that work in, in our organization are proud, they're dedicated, and they're passionate. And, you know, in the hotel business, it, it is and always has been a people business. So having veterans with these type of characteristics in guest-facing and connecting roles just makes great business sense for us. And, you know, it's just been it's just been wonderful to, to be able to do more and connect better and and honestly a, a large part of that has been our work with rags of honor and mark and the great work that uh, that him and brandon have done
0: there indeed here here well thanks so much for being with us today i appreciate you joining thanks, us thanks mark thanks marco thanks guys Take care. Thanks so much. All right. We're going to take a little break, get you to news, all that good stuff, back in just a bit on 720
4: WGN. In a world
12: tormented by tension and the possibilities of conflict, we join
10: together
7: to honor those who made our freedom possible. They died that this country might be permitted to go on and that it might permit it to be
8: fulfilled, the great hopes of its founders. This is WGN Radio Honoring Memorial Day Stories. Today's special broadcast is sponsored by the Chicago Regional Council of Carpenters and Union Contractors. Now back to Amy Goof and Mark Doyle.
0: 720 WGM. Thanks for being with us today. Indeed, co-host Mark Doyle from Rags of Honor is here, as well as other co-hosts from Veteran Roasters. That's Brandon Marty here in studio with us. Uh, You know, before the break, I said, if there's anyone that you would like to remember today, please give us a call, 312-981-7200. Roberta, you've been waiting so patiently. Thank you so much for joining us today. Who would you like to remember this Memorial Day?
13: Uh, In honor of my father, Robert Snodgrass, U.S. Army, he was killed in nineteen forty four on the island of New Guinea. And my sister was seven and I was three and a half. And we cherish his last letter to her in which he asks us if if we got new dresses and shoes for Easter and that we should he, she should look out for me crossing the street and not let little boys bother me. And I keep his purple heart under a glass dome. And as a footnote to all of this is that I was able to graduate college in 1962 by going under the GI Bill. Mm. And that's it. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you for the call, Roberta. I really appreciate you sharing that with us today.
14: Thank you. Thanks Bye-bye. So much.
0: That's very touching. Wow. That that and good advice. Don't let boys bother you. <laughs> yeah. Good advice from Dad, right there. Indeed. Well, lots lots that we're doing today. There, we're here in a moment. We have a, a guest joining us by phone, but we have a, we have a third a third co-host in the house. We just keep adding them. We just keep it. Eventually, just, it's just going to yeah, be the you the the room co-op in the of, of I can go. I can go on break. It's fine. I'll go lunch.
2: Well, I, I it's my honor. To uh, introduce uh, my partner, Kip Doyle, wife of Mark Doyle, Um, and, uh, you know, she's the one that really started Veteran Roasters. She's the one that put up the money to found it and um, used kind of the vision that Mark had, and I was so fortunate to come in. And uh, help run it with her, and uh, hire so many more veterans and support them. And she's really a renaissance woman, as we just talked That's about during break. Uh, works on lobster boats, races motorcycles, as one does. <laughs> raised four uh, beautiful children, uh, doing great things. So. Um, I'll stop embarrassing
1: her. I'll let her husband <laughs> do it. Um, what can you say about a woman who raised four children by herself, invented the card shark skin, has all the patents on it, races motorcycles? What, you're
0: holding up your phone. What yeah, is that thing? On the,
1: so, on the back of this phone um, is where you can put your credit card. And the invention. Wait, is, you
0: invented that? She invented it, I and did. holds
1: all the patents on it. Yeah. No
0: big deal. I just invented a thing everyone's got. That's um, fine.
1: And just one of the kindest, most amazing most generous people i'm going to tell you a quick story about her rags of honor you know we hire homeless and at risk veterans and one of the fellows who worked for us we just gotten him he got married and he bought a little home and his um his first mortgage payment was due she she overheard him talking to his wife that they were going to be a little bit short i didn't know anything about it so she venmoed him enough money to make his first mortgage payment didn't tell anybody didn't say anything about it we only know because he put it on facebook He wanted to thank Kip Doyle for being like a second mom to him. Mm. That's my wife. And the the man you're about to meet on the radio, Max Martini, is an amazing actor who wrote, produced, co-starred, starred starred in uh, a film called Sergeant Will Gardner. And Kip is working on a TV series that's going to be very emotionally riveting about the lives of veterans reintegrating. And Max is going to join her on that project, and we are fortunate enough to have him.
0: Max, welcome to the program. Thanks for joining us by phone this morning.
15: No, thanks so much for having me. I'm really—it's a, a wonderful opportunity to be here with you guys.
0: Well, tell us about the project that you're working on with Kip.
15: Well, we actually just met, and and I, I didn't even know uh, the backstory. Wow, what an uh, amazing woman! Uh, she's she, <laughs> she's doing a—it's—it's uh, it's a, a scripted series that uh, will. Get into stories about vets that are, that have overcome PTS, TBI, different struggles, and I think at the end of every episode, and we're still developing it to a degree, uh, you'll have a vet that will come on and do an actual interview, a little piece at the end of the of the uh, the show. So I think it's a really it's a wonderful opportunity for people to 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 see how vets are overcoming these these issues and these ailments, and uh, you know, inspire veterans to come forward and a- ask for help. The, those that are that haven't done so, and uh, and you know, and I think there's a lot of good that can come out of it. You know, and I'm a big supporter, and I really wanted to uh, to be a part of it. It's a it's a great chance to uh, do some good.
14: You know? Thanks. Thank you so much, Max, and, and thanks for taking time out. I think, um, you know, what really sparked my interest in, in meeting you and, and and getting to talk to you more about your work was obviously Sergeant Will Gardner, which is a movie that you have shown the greatest commitment to uh, the veteran population through your you know, seeking the the funding to get this amazing film done, uh, writing it, producing it, directing it, and then, of course, starring and acting in it. Um, you've taken everything that really matters to you, and you've put it into a beautiful piece. Um, so what this is really about is, is you know, what motivated you? And also, um, not to forget, most importantly, is that the proceeds, a percentage of the proceeds going back out to your three uh, charities that you selected in the veteran um Veteran initiatives, I know uh, that that was really important to you, and so I really want to let you talk a little bit about that.
15: Yeah, you know, I, 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 I mean, I could go back to, I did a movie many moons ago, uh, Saving Private Ryan, and, it, you know, it, it, one of the wonderful things about that film that I remember is that it, it started this conversation amongst veterans from, from World War II, you know, it was... Uh, I remember going to the premiere of that, and and we had invited all these wonderful, um, you know, warriors to come in and and uh, and be a part of the screening. And and afterwards, I mean, they were just in tears, and it really it, it triggered this uh, this conversation. Like I said, and you know, and that's the first part of the healing process in my mind is to is to start to talk about it. So. we as a result of having been a part of that film, you know, I started playing soldiers in, the, in these incredible movies, and my base of friends largely became military. And I have, uh, you know, I have personal experiences with with buddies having come back from combat, injured, and one day I just decided that you know I, I could. Uh, do some good you know so i wrote this movie sergeant will gardner my intention was always to raise awareness but also to raise money for for charities that i support three in particular and uh you know and we're and we're we're, we've released the film the film came out great uh, the response has been tremendous. Uh, you know, I get social media messages regularly, probably 30 a day, uh, from soldiers that, you know, have thanked me for, for making the film, that, you know, uh, expressed, you know, <clears throat> that it had either encouraged them to come forward and get help or, or you know, reinforce the decision, you know, that they had made to do so and and inspired them and inspired friends of theirs so so i think a lot of good came out of the film it's a a little bit of a crawl to profits. so you know i'm trying to recruit as many people as i can to to watch the movie on amazon it's on netflix right now although if you don't buy it on amazon uh it's buying it on on uh streaming platforms is uh, is a way for it to help us get to our profit margin but uh, nevertheless it is available on netflix and um and yeah, I mean, I think uh, in success, we can we can actually change uh, some lives with this movie. So.
0: Yeah, I, as an aside, I really enjoy the phrase, crawl to profit. That's a very delicate yeah. and elegant way to say that. I, I, really, I enjoy that very much. Well, you know, yeah. you mentioned the the outreach, the, the stories that people have shared with you about their experience in the military, uh, in their military service. You It seems Ooh. like that you've mentioned that in several interviews. Are, are there any particular stories that really stand out to you as being extremely moving that the ones that maybe stick with you
15: well you know just recently i had uh, a soldier uh, send me a message regarding one of the the charities that we support Warriors Heart, which is based in Texas. They they're not only assisting veterans, but first responders that are uh, suffering from drug alcohol addictions. Uh, I think that's that's uh, a prerequisite to get into the program. But uh, but this gentleman sent me any you know a, a social media message saying. You know, it's so wonderful that that you're supporting this charity in particular, this charity. I went through their program, you know, at a, at a certain point I was completely lost. Uh, and they gave my children their father back. They gave my wife, their, you know, her husband back. Uh, it, 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 you know, this is, there's so many stories and there's so many uh, people that I've talked to that have, you know, in particular suffering from TBI but it's it's the recovery messages that really get you. It's the ones that that you know successfully reclaimed their life post combat that that have you know been able to reintegrate back into the the workforce and society and and uh, and it's those success stories that really you know touch you at your core so that one in particular was just hearing that uh, you know this this program you uh, Brought this father back to his children was was just incredibly touching.
0: Yeah, very. I imagine very very touching story yeah. as well. Well, thank you for joining us today. I appreciate you uh, joining and talking about this project and and you know there's not too many creative projects that we hear about uh, too often that have that have a, a such a charitable and a social impact uh, connection to them. Most of them are about a big blockbuster thing that made someone <laughs> millions of dollars. Right. But so I really appreciate the work you're doing and appreciate you joining us to talk about it today. Thanks so much bravo
14: max Uh, thanks you You guys (laughs) thanks Thanks, max Max.
0: thanks so much all right we're gonna take a little break back in just a bit here on 720 wgn 720 wgn Amy Guth here today. I have got some special co-hosts in the room. I got all kind of people in here. <laughs> this is this is cool. I'm, I'm going to demand that I always have three co-hosts with me. That's that's just going to be my new thing. So so here's what we're doing today. We're talking all about the stories behind Memorial Day because it is a very layered, nuanced thing. So Mark Doyle is here from Rags of Honor. He is co-host number one in random order. We're not doing like a pecking order, just in random order. Uh, co-host number two, again, random order uh, from Veteran Roasters is uh, Brandon Marty. And of course, Kip Doyle is here, who I just learned is a Renaissance woman and does literally everything. (laughs) So, we're just going to say Wonder Woman is here. Wonder <laughs> Woman is here That's doing that. So, this is uh, WGN Radio Honors Today. If you have a loved one that you would like to recognize on the air today, 312 981 7200. We'll get to as many callers as we possibly can. Appreciate the call. We just had a bit ago from Roberta honoring her father with, with lovely advice in a letter yes. that uh, still holds up so wonderfully. So, really, there's been very a lot of very moving moments on the air today um, that, that I've really, really Enjoyed hearing about, and, and and I think I hope the listeners have as well, that are really all about, you know, some of the same themes again and again, and we, we keep saying this, but it's uh, community is there, and uh, you know, Brandon, as you said, stories are so important, and straightforwardness, and really just uh, unflinchingly going to let's have these conversations and let's talk about these things.
1: And there's two things, two the takeaways that I get from this, and and when you look at what Rags of Honor's tried to do, we fired mm-hmm. 80 veterans since we opened our doors and kip and brandon have hired five now and when you heard bobby talk about this sense of community when you leave the service one of the things that we have found and why our friends at del frisco's who are one of our partners in veteran roasters and hyatt hotels giving these men and women a place where they have commonality Mm -hmm. of service and in our case commonality of having been homeless it gives them such a strong bond and makes them better workers better human beings better in their community because they feel like they're attached and they can get on with their life so i
0: thought that was such an interesting parallel that bobby made about uh the team mindset uh and and like sports and yeah that was so so interesting again if you have someone you'd like to honor today give us a call 312-981-7200 uh we are joined now by bob there's someone you'd like to honor today
16: Good morning. How are you?
0: Good morning. Thanks for the call. Who would you like to honor today on Memorial Day?
16: There's three individuals I'd like to honor. Um, the first one, Sergeant Frank Picante, Easy Company, 101st Airborne. He was from Joliet. He was a postman, but Frank was Frank was in the the movie Band of Brothers, and he was the individual that was going down the road and found the prisoner of war camp. Yeah. He's, I got to know him just by going to Thayer's restaurant and sitting down and talking to Frank. What a great guy! But he came back from World War II. He became a postman in Joliet, and he had a very simple life. Never talked about it much. But uh, when Frank died, he left me. I was left a picture of him in his in his dress uniform, and uh, it was it was quite the honor to receive it. The second one was my dad. Ed Stapleton, Private Ed Stapleton, 11th Airborne, United States Army. Uh, my father was uh, joined. Was, he was at the end right there at the end of the World War II, and he did his service. And the last one is my son, Sergeant Nicholas Stapleton, United States Air Force, Expeditionary Force Baghdad. And uh, my son is 19 years in the Air Force Reserve, and I'm extremely proud of him.
0: Thank you so much for the call today, Bob. I really appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks so much. All right. Well, we are going to take a break, get you to news, all that good stuff. You are listening to WGN Radio Honors, a conversation dedicated to stories that uncover the meaning of Memorial Day. That's sponsored by the Chicago Regional Council of Carpenters and Union Contractors. Back in just a bit on 720 WGN.
8: Again, we greet you from Comanche Park This afternoon North White Sox Memorial Day Baseball from the South Side as the Sox are back home to welcome the Kansas City Royals. And they are Chicago White Sox. Andy White Major has the pregame at twelve thirty-five. Ed and DJ with the holiday first pitch at 110. WGN is proud to present Chicago from The flagship home of the Chicago White Sox. 720 WGN.
0: 720 WGN. It's Amy Guth here on Memorial Day with, with, I got, I got lots of co-hosts today. This is pretty cool. We've only got a couple of minutes here before we go to news. But, uh, what is, what is coming up on the other side? We've, we've kept people busy. We've kept some ears busy this morning. Um, but, but we still got an hour to go and lots to do on the program. We're going till 1230. Uh, the other side of news, we're going to be talking with uh, a couple of other Gold Star family members, uh, as well as we're going to be talking with, uh, the CEO and founder of the Chicago-based organization, Leave Nova. Veteran behind that's Eli Williamson. So, lots to do. Many many conversations ahead.
2: Yeah, it's been. I mean, it's amazing how fast the uh, the time has flown by. And but I think we have some great guests as well. And um, you know what? The thing that you know you, you made me think about was how. Um, we we talk about people that that pass away in service, and so many keep it with them when they mm-hmm. come home, and they're fighting um, maybe some demons, some mental health sure. issues, and the suicide ep- epidemic that probably brought up in the Ruck March that, that tries to honor it as well as bring connect veterans back, so that they don't have they have a community, they don't have as much to deal with. But how many do we lose after the war to suicide? Not necessarily Gold Star families anymore, but it was affected by their service. So thinking about those folks yeah. as well.
0: I mean, I think that's a really interesting topic, right? Because it is... It's this. It's. I don't want to say it's a gray area because I think that makes people sound invisible who are not. Uh, right. But it, it's it's such a thing that I. I don't think we could overstate it. I don't think we could talk about it enough. Possibly and certainly not too much, because there is a segment of the veteran population that, that perhaps the the direct impact is not there in combat, but it's it's soon after. It's the it's struggling to return home, and and we hear these stories that are just heart wrenching of what happens after in that reintegration process, that's so. That's so scary
1: and just to underscore it it is 11:30 a.m. By tomorrow at this time twenty will have taken their own lives we'll take a minute to think about that by tomorrow at this time twenty veterans will have taken their own lives and as you just pointed out the wounds are unseen so many of these wounds are unseen now some of them are because they've been wounded physically. But the mental wounds that the U.S. carry with them um, are devastating to the population, as you can just tell by the statistics.
0: And that's so much of what we're talking about today, as we're sharing all the different stories and the different types of stories that go towards Memorial Day. As ever, we pick a topic and start talking about it, and it becomes complicated and nuanced, and there's a lot there. So we'll pick this conversation up back uh, back up on the other side of news. If there's someone you'd like to honor today, give us a call, 312-981-7200. We'll do our best to get everyone on the air. But right now, it's 1130. Here's news with Steve Bertrand.
8: Today is the day we put aside to remember fallen heroes. It's a day of thanks for the valor of others. On this Memorial Day morning, WGN Radio honors Memorial Day stories. Our very special broadcast is brought to you by the Chicago Regional Council of Carpenters and Union Contractors. Here are your hosts, Amy Guth and Mark Doyle.
0: 720 WGn well I, I like to over deliver here under promise over deliver so in addition to Mark Doyle as a, a special co-host today also Kip Doyle is here also also from uh, veteran Roasters Brandon Marty is here so I got I got a an yeah. embarrassment of Rich as a co-host who else today. are we gonna
2: we're gonna invite someone else this this
0: half hour I mean I let's mean, just find some, is anybody's walking an by exam hey, members hey, <laughs> you you want a co-host let's do this let's do this well as we said uh, this is a Memorial Day special and it's a layered topic it's nuanced there's a there's a lot to it and uh, we've been talking about it with with many people doing fascinating work in this area. From uh, we were talking with uh, an actor and director a bit ago. We've you know we've been talking about people about working out. We've been talking about people doing this. We got coffee roasting. We've got a lot happening here. Uh, even you know talking with our friends at Hyatt and and the work that they're doing in that space. So there's there's a lot there's a lot here. And I'm telling you at the end of the show in an hour when we wrap things up at twelve thirty. I'm sure we're going to walk away and go, oh, we didn't talk to so-and-so. Oh, we didn't, you know. there's we need so- to do it again. Well, there's next year. There. This, this, you we know. can't wait that long. I know. Well, and that's why we invite you on the station a lot, Mark, because there's always a lot to talk about. There's always a lot of work to be done in this area, so we always appreciate you joining us. Um, still lots to do here in this, in this hour that remains. Uh, we, have, we have two guests joining us by phone here. There's going to be a little bit of little bit of dance here to get two people on the phone at the same time. Not impossible, though. Uh, First, we're joined by Modi Lavin, uh, who who does a lot of fascinating work uh, with Rush Road Home. Uh, And we we were talking earlier with Jim Frazier, who uh, is a a Gold Star father. And uh, Modi, you are also a Gold Star uh, family member. Thank you for joining us today uh, on Memorial Day. It's a
17: pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, and so tell us about Rush Road Home and the, and the work that you do there.
17: Yes, thank you. Um, Rush Road Home program, of course, at Rush University Medical Center, is a mental health clinic um, for veterans and their family members. Um, and we treat the invisible wounds of war PTSD, TBI, military sexual trauma. And we're really trying to help our veterans and their family members transition back into family life. As you know, that can be somewhat challenging for them. And therefore, we opened up this clinic five years ago. And at this point, we are receiving national recognition for this program. Um, Our real centerpiece is our IOP, the Intensive Outpatient Program, in which we fly veterans from all over the United States and we at no cost to the veteran, we have, we pay for lodging, food, um, travel and they stay with us for three weeks and we do this very holistic approach with top clinicians. Um, and we treat them for their PTSD and we've seen magnificent results and, um, you know, we're very proud of the work we do, and as a Gold Star mother, this has helped me to help and honor my son, Connor, by helping his brothers and sisters, our veterans.
2: Modi, this is Brandon. You're one of my favorite Hi, people in the space, and uh, so thankful that you could join us today. I know it's a really busy day for you, and I'm sure you have a lot yeah. on your mind, but thank you so much for all you're doing. Can
17: you tell us a little bit more about Connor? and um, oh sure i could talk about counting all day long <laughs> i sure um, but my beautiful boy enlisted in 2008 and to the marine corps and um honestly folks we don't come from a military family so it was something quite foreign to me um but i can admittedly say i became a very proud marine corps mother um and he trained very hard to go over to Afghanistan, which he did in 2011. He was a tall, handsome, very athletic, very funny, um, very much known for boosting the morale in his unit while in Afghanistan. And unfortunately, you know, on March 1st, 2012, Connor died in Afghanistan. Um, And, you know, it's quite a journey very traumatic to lose a child um it really splinters your life and you kind of lose focus on what you're going to do with your life and it had a very very intense effect on our family um and after about a year you know i decided i have to do something and after seeing his unit come back from afghanistan i kind of realized i wasn't the only one grieving um So that's the work I do, and I do it for my boy. I mean, I also have a beautiful daughter, Grace, who lives in San Diego, and Grace and Connor were my everything and still are. You know, and I'd like to remind families, especially this weekend, just because Connor died doesn't mean he still doesn't live in my heart. Um, And I appreciate you, Brandon, asking me about him, because people don't know what to say, and I learned this from Jim Frazier um, you know, if you want to say anything to a gold star, just ask him what was his name? What was her name? Tell me a little bit about
0: him, um, because
17: like I said, they still live in our
0: hearts. Indeed. That was a very powerful moment earlier with, with Jim Frazier, him sharing about his son as well. And I appreciate you uh, remembering your son uh, with mm-hmm. us for us today. I want to... I I want to merge some calls, what I want to do. We also have uh, Denise Williams uh, on the phone here, too, so I want to add her to this conversation. Denise, thanks so much for being with us today. Welcome to the program. Hi, thanks for having me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I appreciate you being with us today. Uh, You know, there's... There's, okay now I got three co-hosts and two guests on the phone there's a lot happening right now but uh, this is I really appreciate you know I, I think it's important to have all of these voices uh, here in this conversation on this day uh, you know Denise s- same question as we were as we we're talking about gold star families uh, you know I, I would invite you to share a, a little bit today too well um, interestingly enough
13: right now I am at um, Arlington National Cemetery, and I'm standing in Section 60, which is where the fallen from the current conflicts have been interred. Those that have been interred here at Arlington, and this is where we are, and this is where the families come. Um, I was at the earlier we had the National Memorial laying of the re, at the Tomb of the Unknown um, Vice President Pence. And it was was very moving. It was very, very peaceful, somber and serious, but it was very peaceful and the whole experience here has been very uplifting, which might sound a little unusual, but there are thousands of people here all over the cemetery, thousands of people, and they're all here to pay respect. They're all here in recognition of what this day means.
0: Yeah, and you know, that, that's exactly what I was going to ask you next, Denise, is to kind of paint that picture for us. I imagine it's a it's a very moving scene at Arlington today.
13: Very much so. It's not celebratory, not yet. That'll come later on today. But at this point, it is it's kind of like a family reunion. People have seen each other here on a regular basis, year after year. Um, and even if it's the first time that they've seen you, you're instantly family, and it's just an incredibly warm and welcoming. Now, my son is not here. My son is back home there at Abraham Lincoln National Cemetery, um, and this is the first Memorial Day that I have not been there. But I will say that the experience is pretty much the same, and I can, I'm i guessing it's going to be the same at any national cemetery in the nation, um, on Memorial Day, everyone comes to honor. Everyone comes to to show their appreciation for what they have and what they've been given by the sacrifice of our soldiers and our warriors.
0: Denise, if you would, uh, could you share a bit about your son with us?
13: Certainly. Um, I heard it said earlier, both Jim and Modi had said, um, you know, if you want to know what to say to us, ask us. Um, We're we're parents. We love to brag on our children, just like anyone else. So my son, um, Private First Class Andrew Mary, was 21 years old on November 1st, 2010, when he was killed in action in Kandahar, Afghanistan. His unit was returning from a patrol, um, a vehicle-borne explosive device. Detonated in front of the unit. Um, Andrew absorbed most of the impact, and the guys behind him coming up from the field um, were then sheltered or, you know, shielded some from the blast. There was another boy that was also killed on the other side of the vehicle, and two very seriously, grievously injured, um, though they did survive. Um, Andrew was, he joined the army. Um, just barely over two years previous in October of 2008. And he'd been in Afghanistan at that point for about seven months. Um, this was his first deployment. And he was with the 101st First 502nd out of Fort Campbell, Kentucky. And, you know, he, he, he was my only child. He was my whole world. And being 21 means he, he wasn't yet married. He didn't have children yet. So it's... And, 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 you know, the others I know have touched on this a little bit. When, when you lose a child, you lose, you lose both the future and the past. Everything you dreamed for the future, for your child, what you thought life was going to be like with your adult child and their marriage and their spouse and children and all of that all of that disappears as well. So it's a it's a very it's a very different loss. Mm. And it stretches beyond anything that you imagine. And it's not something that we want you to imagine. And today, you know, like most days, I don't think about that. I think about who he was and the life that he lived and and the practical joker and the kid with the irrepressible smile that was always riding the ragged edge of disaster in life, mm-hmm. always with a smile, never with a malicious bone in his body or a thought in his head, and often not with a thought in his head at all. Um, incredibly smart. I mean, wicked smart is what his friends would say, and I'd stress wicked. Um, but that's part of his personality, and it's part of our family personality. That you know, always a joke, always a laugh, always thinking about somebody else. Um, he was the kid that had fifteen best friends. Mm-hmm.
0: We're talking with Modi Lavin and Denise Williams, both gold star mothers and and I would ask this uh, question to both of you and this is something that came up when, or a little bit earlier today when we were talking with Jim Frazier, about the the role of community uh, with gold star families and what I wonder if you could both share a bit and, and Modi, I'd start with you a bit about the role of community support uh, that that's helped in your healing process
17: Well thanks for bringing that up um because I just came from our community Memorial Day Parade, which is over 100 years old, Um, and I had the opportunity to speak there. And I assured them that I wasn't able to get up and speak at these type of ceremonies without the support of community. Um, And I reminded my community about our veterans coming home In that most of us, especially today, have kind of lost their patriotism in some way. And that, oh, well, the government's taking care of the veterans. I said, no, society needs to take care of our veterans. And that just like my community uplifted and supported me and still do, we still need to do that for our veterans. Um, I'm very fortunate to come from a very loving community, and I encourage everybody to, as I just said, you know, reach down and find that patriotism again, and let's take care of these folks when they come home.
0: Denise, same question to you, uh, and you're there today at, at, at Arlington National Cemetery. What, what is that, you know, and you touched on that scene and, and people there. What has the community role been for you in the healing process?
13: Well, in the, there's a couple of definitions of community here, and I agree uh, with Modi that it's, it is the community that is needed to, to care for the veterans, absolutely. But we have another community as well, uh, Modi and I are part of, blessed and fortunate to be a part of, of Gold Star Families. And having those people to turn to, being able to walk into a room and not have to say a word, And everybody understands exactly what you're thinking, exactly what you're feeling. They've been where you are, or they will be in the future where you are again. And that's one of the definitions that that come to mind when I think of community. Uh, The community that I am, nobody wants to be a member of the club that we've joined. Nobody wants to be a member in our community, but I am so grateful that it exists and that it's there. It was there for me when I needed, and you know, I and I know that Modi does as well. We do what we can to be there for, unfortunately, the newer members that are finding themselves in need of this community home. Um, I think that's it's the same concept that is. If we expand it just a little bit, the community is the goal of our families that exist within the larger community of the civilian world, and there's a community of veterans that exists within the larger community of the civilian world, and I think that it's on the civilian world's shoulders and should be to support and recognize that they have these unique populations within their community to make them feel welcome, to make them feel as if they are still part of the larger civilian world. You know, veterans come home and don't treat them as if they're different. They are different in that they have earned a respect and an honor that you haven't. So recognize that, but don't forget that they're still part of your community. And for us as gold stars, you know, we often get a bit ostracized because people don't know what to say to us, as if saying something is going to remind us that our child or our loved one is dead. Promise you, every moment, every heartbeat of the day, we don't forget. But when you say something, you're telling us you remember too, and that's a gift, and that's a thing of beauty. And that's something the community can do. And it's a message that, you know, I can't say it loud enough and often enough from the rooftops. Talk to us about our loved ones. Talk about our loved ones. Because part of that, part of what we lose when we lose a child, we lose someone in, in the military, is we lose future memories. But if you talk to me, And you hear my son's stories, and now you go and talk to somebody else. Hey, I met this woman, and her son, Andrew Meary, he's from Plainfield, and he was killed in action in Afghanistan. And tell his story, you have made a new memory. And that is the most precious gift that you can give us, is new memories. And that's all part of what community can do for us.
2: Morning, Denise. I uh, can't thank you enough for... Sharing your stories, uh, talking about your sons, and all you're doing in the community, um, both the the broader community supporting veterans, but also the Gold Star community. You know, you you mentioned Denise and uh, Modi earlier that it's it's so important, and what you really want people to ask about your son. What what other thing? You know, we got. W- my goal is today. We we not only have this conversation about Memorial Day, but we remember. Um, those have fallen, but also veterans 365 days a year. You know, Jim told us how informal the Gold Star uh, community is. But those that want to support mm-hmm. the Gold Star community, um, people in all different um, respects in terms of how how much involved they're not, depending on their their phase of grief and where they are. How else can they support? Um, are there any nonprofits that can donate to other groups here in mm-hmm. Illinois? Things like that. So obviously, besides the story, how else can we support as a community?
13: Um, Modi, do you want to go first or do you want me to? Um,
17: you know, I uh, it, I have to mention the Road Home Program again.
13: <laughs> it's
17: because we support Gold Star families. We see family members too. and we do grief counseling. Um, and there's one way to support the Road Home program as a nonprofit um, and other um, you can support the American Gold Star Mothers. Uh, the American Gold Star Mothers, I'm going to let Denise talk on that because she is the president of our Illinois chapter here and i'm the vice president and we met through showing up for chapter meetings and we do a lot of work in the community as well um and brandon as usual it's just remembering and showing up today this weekend memorial day weekend i know it's a big weekend for barbecues and you know um, bargains and stuff but if you could just take a moment and remember and remember that memorial day is every day for the gold star family but denise you go ahead too
0: and denise yeah how would you answer and we were, we're unfortunately running out of time and we're going to have to let you go here in a moment but but how would you answer that
13: okay two real quick one american gold star mothers um, the national webpage is goldstarmoms.org. There is a um, ability to donate there to 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 and you can designate for Illinois. Number two is Saturday, June fifteenth is the Illinois Freedom Run, which is to support and raise money for the Middle East Conflicts Memorial Wall out of Marseille, Illinois. It is the first such recognition for all of those who have died in Middle East conflicts since nineteen sixty seven. We forget in sixty seven in the Yom Kippur War we lost three sailors. But every one of the fallen is on that memorial. Over eight thousand names support the Freedom Run, come out to Marseille, see that wall, and most of all, find the name of a fallen soldier or a Marine or a Sailor or Air Force or a Coastie. Find out something about them. Tell their story. That's the best that you can do for us. Tell their stories and remember. And, and Brandon, thank you so much for having us on. It's so important and it's so appreciated.
2: Thank you in this busy day. I very much appreciate it. We all do.
13: Yeah,
17: thank you, Brandon. It's Mark Doyle still there. Hi, dear. I'm here seen you in a long time, Mark. Thank you for all that you do, Brandon, and WGN. Thank you for taking time out to remember Memorial Day the way you do. Um, it, It really, really touched my heart.
0: Thank you so much, Modi Lavin and Denise Williams, both Gold Star Mothers. Thank you so much for being with us today. Really, really appreciate your time. All right, we, we need to take a break. We need to go to news. Back in just a bit here on 720 WGN, you are listening to WGN Radio Honors, a conversation dedicated to the stories that uncover the meaning of Memorial Day. Back in just a bit.
6: I was thinking this morning that across the country,
1: children and their parents will be going to the town parade. The young ones will sit on the sidewalks and wave their flags as the band goes by. Later, maybe they'll have a cookout or a day at the beach. And that's good, because today is a day to be with the family and
8: to remember. WGN Radio honors Memorial Day stories now. Sponsored by the Chicago Regional Council of Carpenters and Union Contractors. With your hosts, Amy Guth and Mark Doyle.
0: 720 WGN. You heard the man. It's Amy Guth and also Mark Doyle. But as I said earlier, I like to under-promise, over-deliver. So, so not only is Mark Doyle here from Rags of Honor, but also Kip Doyle and Brandon Marty from uh, Veterans Roasters. Uh, This I'm telling you every time I look up we got more co-hosts we got a lot going on today uh, and a lot we've heard from so we've heard so many moving stories today I feel like everybody listening I I don't know about you but I know I I, this is there's a lot to process today there's a there's so much uh, and. You know, I've done a couple of call-outs for callers, and we've had some beautiful um, people call to share memories of people they're thinking of today. And, of course, if you'd like to do so, 312-981-7200, so important to do that. But I'm really touched by the variety of stories that we've heard today and the the people in this space doing such interesting things. Let us talk with another. We're joined now by Eli Williamson, CEO and founder of Chicago-based Leave No Veteran Behind. Eli, welcome to the program. Thanks for being with us today.
18: Hello. Thank you so very much for having me on. I appreciate this opportunity.
0: Certainly. Well, if you would, please tell us about uh, Leave No Veteran Behind, your organization.
18: Sure. Uh, Leave No Veteran Behind was co-founded by myself and another veteran, Roy Sarton, uh, to invest in veterans and build better communities. And we do that through two types of investments, education and employment. On one side, we have an educational scholarship. It's a retroactive scholarship, meaning there are a subset of veterans that have student loan debt. Uh, They've completed some form of higher education, served honorably, have an economic hardship, and aren't aren't being covered by existing educational programs like the GI Bill or Student Loan Repayment Program. We take in dollars, supply those dollars directly to the veteran's student loan account, uh, and paying off their debt in full, we then require the veteran to give back 100 to 400 hours of community service. Uh, That's a national program. Uh, Locally, uh, we run a pretty sizable transitional jobs program for veterans and their families, where we as a non-for-profit actually take on contracts, provide transitional work for veterans, uh, pay wages, provide skills training, and then place those veterans in long-term employment. And the unique uh, opportunity about our transitional jobs program is that uh, these veterans are also uh, doing community good, uh, meaning the vast majority of the work that they're doing is reducing violence in in schools, uh, mentoring youth, uh, uh, so it's it's a very community centered uh, program.
0: Really uh, fascinating work that you're doing there. I, I'm, I particularly I, I can't say I've heard of many programs that do the, the retroactive uh, student loan debt. That's I mean that's such an issue in so many political campaigns. That's such a big issue that so many people are talking about that student loan debt crisis. Uh, and that's such an interesting aspect of your program. If you would please share a bit about your prog- uh, about your background that you bring to this program.
18: Sure. Uh, you know, I, I'm uh, uh, a native of Chicago. I served uh, 10 years in the United States Army out of uh, Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Uh, my job in the military was psychological operations and the United States Army Special Operations. And I was an Arabic linguist uh, serving both in Iraq in 04 and Afghanistan in uh with the Joint Special Operations Command. And um, while I was in the military, uh, both myself and Roy, we saw some of these issues, specifically educational debt and uh you you said best we're the only retroactive scholarship out there (laughs) and i'm not sure if that's a a great thing because as you know the college debt is so high but but both of us found out the hard way about how uh, educational debt can impact you in uniform and um So we put our heads together, looked at the scholarship model, and said, look, most scholarships are based on potential. Uh, Why don't we have a scholarship that's based on performance, meaning for those individuals who've completed some form of higher education and have served honorably and, and aren't being serviced, why don't we look at that as a uh, investment, right? This is an individual who's had success and, and that's why we put together the retroactive scholarship model. Uh, you You've seen someone do a full ride to a school um, but in this case it's it's a really good investment in individuals, especially because they they're required to give back.
2: That's great Eli and this is Brandon by the way and thanks so much for all you do. We could have a whole show on on all the different programs and all all you've done and given back to not only the Chicago community but also nationally. Uh on this day who do you think about personally or, or what are you thinking about?
18: You know, I have got a I've got a situation that was really tough for me uh personally. Um I, I've got a, a woman who is a friend of mine. She reached out to me about uh, a, a woman, her son, and um, her son, uh, he, you know, had died in, in uniform, and he was in Bahrain serving in the Navy. And um, and so I, I went by this woman's house because she was so distraught. And, and, and many times when we think about individuals who lose their lives in uniform, it's, it's usually in combat and um and in this case it wasn't in combat um in matter of fact uh she did not know how her son had died overseas and there was an investigation still going on but what, what really got me is she said look i just need somebody to be here i know nothing about the military uh they're an immigrant family um and she's she's this is all new to me and i and i just need somebody to be here and so when uh ncis uh came to to talk through and do the investigation, they, they sent some folks, uh, locally here to Chicago just to get an understanding of this, this, this young, young man's background. And I sat there and they asked all these questions about his background because they're doing an investigation, uh, and, and it really hit me, uh, how tough it is for these parents to sit here while their sons and daughters are overseas. And at any point in time, their lives can be taken under all types of conditions, and them not having a real good understanding of what that is and the level of trust that these mothers and fathers put in our government and our military um, and and to see that you know also, you know my mother and my father, when I was overseas, we're dealing with the same thing, right? I'm gone. I, I really, you know, because of my job, nature of my job, I couldn't talk a lot about it. And for them to know, and for me to know, and for me to see kind of the distress that these parents have to go through when they lose uh, their son and their daughter and, and may not get clarity on, on how, on who, what, when, where, and how and the level of trust that they have to put into the military on what that, what those last moments were. And, um, that was tough for me. Um, it was it was probably the toughest. You know, I had been out of the military for about eight years, and I you know I dealt with a lot of individuals being injured or, or, or losing their lives. But I think this one was the the toughest. And and finally, it was the toughest because you know unlike um, individuals who may lose their lives in combat, when you when you lose your life in you know training or or what have you, non combat related, you know there's no gold star scenario for you right there's no um they don't update um the illinois department of veterans affairs in the same way and so um this wasn't the first time that i had to deal with someone who uh, lost their life in uniform in a non-combat related way um and to have their families just so you know disconnected from that process so we start talking about service we start talking about sacrifice a lot of times we think about um you know, individuals just going into conflict, knowing that many of these jobs in the military are very dangerous, and even if people die from natural causes in the military, knowing that you you can pass away from so far from home and from your family, um, and then your family not really understanding what all that looked like. So, you know, on this day, uh, you know, I'm always sobered, uh, by the experiences, not just of the individuals who lost their lives, but their families who have to bear witness, um, to that. And, and, and how easy it is for us to forget that, you know, you have families back here at home that, um, that ultimately has to, uh, always live with that, you know, and always live with, um, the fact that they may never truly understand what had happened, right? And so, I, I, again, I was very sober. I was probably one of the toughest moments um, that I faced, you know, just being there and listening to some some perfect perfectly good stranger's story about how they grew up and the pride they felt coming from Chicago and, and an immigrant family and how they were serving honorably and then to lose their life and, and there being an investigation and there's still no closure after two years.
0: You know, I'm really struck today by by how many uh, nuances are in in so many of these stories. And you've you've really just brought up a a very special one. And that's, you know, the way families uh, must imagine that that stress on families of of thinking of their loved ones serving overseas. And I think that's such an important one. Uh, So I wish we could keep you on for, for much longer. Unfortunately, we are running out of time. But how can people get involved in your organization, leave No Veteran behind?
18: Sure. Absolutely. Uh, Right now, we just had a really great partnership with uh, Modelo, and they've just sponsored five of our veteran student loans. Uh, We've just recently just paid off uh, five student loans with the Modelo Fighting Spirit uh, campaign. Uh, Modelo went in and, and looked at our program and said, hey, this is a great way to invest in veterans and so if you can if you all can go to our website no org. we're always looking for support donations um, uh, and that's that's a big deal for for our work to keep it going the the other thing is to make sure that we think outside the box when it comes to veterans and their families um, veterans are are investments um, they're not charity and the more that you invest in this demographic the more they can be catalytic in their communities
0: Thank you so much, Eli Williamson, CEO and founder of Leave No Veteran Behind. Appreciate you being with us today.
18: Thanks, Eli.
2: Thanks,
0: Eli. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks so much. All right, we're going to take a little break. Back here in just a bit, you're listening to WGN Radio Honors, a conversation dedicated to the stories that uncover the meaning of Memorial Day. Back in just a bit on 720 WGN. 720 WGN. It's Amy Guth here on Memorial Day. Uh, This has been the WGN Radio Honors Show. We've been really looking at the stories behind Memorial Day. And by we, I mean every time I look up, i got more co-hosts. And it's been really, really fun. Uh, Mark Doyle from Rags of Honor is here. Uh, we got all kind of people in here. Brandon Marty from Veteran Roasters. Kip Doyle. Uh, It's a a party, is what we're doing. It's a party in here. Uh, And of course, big thank you to esteemed producer Vivian Lanoue, who's been keeping the The train on the track today calling all the people screening all the calls doing all the things trying to get people on the yeah she, she's late spinning a, a plate spinning indeed big superstar back there so uh you know as we as we wind down the clock and we just have minutes left uh, of the program uh you know where where are your heads from where we started at, at nine o'clock I, w- I would ask this of, of you guys i want to go start, ahead Mark. Just,
1: you got it three really quick things as we think about this day and you listen to other radio stations and TV stations are going to run one minute and forty-five seconds and two-minute ads. You just think about the fact that this radio station, Todd Manley and Amy Guth, took three hours of like prime listening time dedicated to veterans. Nobody in this town, nobody has made a commitment to veterans in mass like WGN Radio has. And so, for all the listeners. Maybe you're going to listen to other radio stations if you believe in what we did today and the commitment to veterans. Don't go listen anywhere else. Second thing I want to say.
14: Well,
0: thank you for that. I appreciate that. It's, uh, it's true. It.
1: Nobody makes a commitment like Todd and Steve Cochran and you. Uh, we were fortunate to have, a, and i be remiss if I didn't say, that Walmart has made a real commitment to veterans as well through Rags of Honor. And they're putting us in 200 stores, on stores, shelves today, on hangers, actually, 18 stores around Chicago, one on Tuohy Avenue and Niles. Um, I urge you, if you're near, call up local Walmart, ask if the Rags of Honor t-shirts are on sale. You know our story. You know, the more we sell, the more veterans get out of shelters and back on their feet. So please go and buy as many t-shirts as you can. And, and the last thing I want to say is, and I talk about it all the time, is nobody can change the whole world, but all of us can change the world around us. And I mean this. And so I, I've challenged the listeners not just today, but every day. Try and do the next right thing. Try and make... You listen to the stories of people who gave their lives in service of this country. So do your part. You don't have to wear the uniform. Make a difference in your community and in your world today and every day. Because when you do that, everybody I know who lives in service of others lives a very peaceful and, and happy life. So find a way to give back in your own way every day.
0: That's such a good point. You know, someone I know often says uh, Superman is is just fiction, and really, the way that the world is saved, we think of save the world as being save it, move it out of the way of a comet. But in right. fact, um, all of us have the ability to do something. Of just do our one thing, and then someone falls in line beside you That's and right. does their thing, and bit by bit, we we help we help each other out, and we're we're kind of all in this stew together. Yep. So we gotta we gotta help each other out. And, and Brandon, I w I've turned to you. Uh, you know, where 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 are your thoughts? today as we're wrapping up the show
2: well number one is a thank you to you and vivian for raising your hand and uh coming in here uh on your day off and and helping us put this together when we (laughs) mark and i started talking about this a couple months ago and todd's like yeah we're doing it um we're like okay we 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 can make uh, i don't know how we're going to do it but obviously with with your uh on-air personality and structure and organization and and vivian as well couldn't do it done it without you but i think uh, more importantly, you heard a, you heard a lot of from different people, yeah. um, organizations, both nonprofits, um, corporations, um, and just people doing really good things to support the families of the fallen, uh, as well as the veterans uh, here in their community and those still struggling from what they um, had to deal with within their service and what they experienced. So, you know, there's so many ways to help. The number one thing is as we talked off break, smile, ask someone their name. Their experience, they'll they'll love to share their experience that you that you um, empathize with that and wanted to learn more. Um, but like Eli said, veterans are assets for a company, for our communities. Um, and we need to, to hold those assets dear and take advantage of them. So I, I thank you and, and just honored to be here today.
0: Glad you're both here. Uh, and so in the just two and a half minutes that we have left, where can people, we've talked a lot about other organizations, uh, but where can people go to find out? Uh, I'll start with you, Mark. Uh, find out more about Rags of Honor. Rags
1: of Ragsofhonor.us. You could purchase our t-shirts online. You can see the videos. Um, we have ragsofhonor.org, which is our nonprofit that supports all the veteran, Organizations and you can donate there as well.
0: Excellent, and you've got your your deal coming with Walmart. You got all the things happening.
1: Yep, the more, just the more T-shirts we sell, remember, the more veterans get hired. So find a Walmart.
0: There you go. Not easy, to, not not hard to do that. Not they're, hard they're to do not nowadays. <laughs> That's easy enough to do. Uh, and Brandon and Kip, I turn to you. Tell us a, a bit about about veteran roasters and where people can find more.
2: VeteranRoasters.com. Uh, buy a bag for yourself at home. Companies, organizations, hospitality, restaurants. if we, we focus on wholesale. So reach out to us uh, at uh, info or orders at veteranroasters.com and we'd be happy to make uh, veteran roasters be your coffee of choice with your coffee program.
0: Look, you guys handed me a cup of that right before we went on the air. <laughs> and if you've noticed that I've been talking very fast and very animatedly, I swear there's extra caffeine in it. <laughs> Kip,
14: anything that you would add in the, oh, the I, minute left? I just want to thank you so much for this opportunity. and. Our latest um, sort of effort is the same mission to hire at-risk veterans, homeless and at-risk veterans, and we started R&R Brews, which is our beer, and we are featured at uh, Binnie's and Jewel, and we've got uh, Joe Madden's. Try not to suck beer. So it's a nice German <laughs> lager. It's perfect it for a day like the today. But yeah, <laughs> try so, not to suck. Try not to suck. So uh, yeah. So anyway, it's just another opportunity to sort of bookend your day with a cup of coffee and a uh, raise a cheer. You know, to the to the veterans and help veterans with every cup and every mug and every mm-hmm. glass. You Start drink, the day so. with one and the day all with the other. You Whichever go. you choose is your business, and, but you start and end them however right.
0: you want to do or that. Both. Or both. Or both, indeed. Alright, well, thank you everybody who listened today, and especially thank you to all of our callers and uh, all of our people that are doing really interesting things in this space. You've been listening to WGN Radio Honors, a conversation dedicated to the stories that uncover the meaning of Memorial Day, sponsored by the Chicago Regional Council of Carpenters and Union Contractors. Big thanks. thanks. Thanks to Mark Doyle from Rags of Honor and to Brandon Marty and Kip Doyle from Veteran Roasters and Kip Doyle for apparently being superwoman. Also that. So thank you all. We're going to take a break, get you the news back in just a bit on 720 WGN.